0: Potterskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. Podcast, Q podcast i am cj with me as always is my head roll like maybe go
1: what's up man what's up motherfucker
0: i wanted you to do that in a southern draw or some weird fucking I, kentucky fried do it
1: dude do it
0: uh nothing up, you can't? Ma-
1: no i had to think about it because like i was doing the fucking voice last night uh, uh what's up motherfucker
0: uh, it's it's a little more Logan Lucky than it is Knives Out, but I'll take it. You know, it's
1: the same fucking voice. He ah uh,
0: no, I think he's a little more. I think he's a little more Louisiana. Honestly, all jokes aside, I think he's a little more Louisiana than Logan Lucky. Then he's a little more like Tennessee and in, in uh, he's like, Knives I have to Out.
1: Declare that I'm here.
0: <laughs> right. I say, I say,
1: uh, boy, I'm here to solve a mystery. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, man. But he's well,
1: Brand, James Band.
0: Oh man, we'll we'll get into all of that in a minute. Uh, if you guys haven't figured out already, what we're going to be talking about. But what's going on, man? How you been?
1: I need to start my story with the preface that I saw a naked dude at my door. Oh, it. this story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the night before, I couldn't get to sleep. It was just really bad insomnia night. Normally, I take like a melatonin to go to bed. Um, and it, it usually will knock me the fuck out or at least get me drowsy enough to knock myself out. Sure. And once I'm asleep, I am like out. Like I, I right. wake up super groggy, feel like I've been on medication. It's just one little tiny little fucking. And, unless,
0: unless I'm standing in your bedroom and you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about.
1: Oh, I was still loopy and, and fucking <laughs> like.
0: Well, that's cause you were hungover too, but that's a whole different discussion. Right. Maybe still drunk.
1: Right. So, So, this particular night, I had not taken a melatonin, and it, like, it was, like, night and day, no pun intended. It was, like, you just won't get to sleep. So, I finally conked out around 6 a.m., and then I wake up at, like, 1 in the afternoon. And I'm thinking that's fine, because I don't have to fucking be at work until 5. So, I could get up at 3, have a, you know, fucking start my day. The night shifts really kind of fuck with me, so, but it's actually okay, because I'm, better at the night shifts than the morning shifts anyway right so i hear banging on the door and the doorbell just going off and i'm like wh- my first thought was fucking steph locked herself out somehow like she she did the lower lock and so the deadbolt and just whatever you know
0: right i i would have thought landlord but sure that works too yeah
1: what whatever the situation I yeah, was yeah just, I, what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. is going on i'm in my fucking undies no shirt Just to paint a picture. I walk over. Steph is at the door. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, answer the door. She's like, I'm not answering that aggressive-ass knock. And I'm like, all right. Open the door. And there's... I I see... Like, I don't know if he was Mexican or Asian. So, for the sake of sounding ridiculous, I'm just going to call him Filipino. (laughs) And he had, like...
0: The Pacific what, Mexicans, is that what, uh, is that what, what you're on? What, what, no.
1: Whatever the, he, the this motherfucker, was <laughs> um, a um, he was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a fucking cerveza with a fucking uh long ass uh um long ass hair, and I'm and he's mumbling to me. And I first split because I'm still out of it, I'm half asleep. I thought he was just shirtless, and he starts mumbling like weird shit, looking dead in my fucking eyes, like he's trying to fucking like have a weird meat cute and he he said he said something along the lines of I'm a dying bitch or I'm a dead ass bitch. I know bitch was in there. I'm pretty sure dying or dead was in there. I it was such and then I'm like tr I, I literally was I pulled a rod out. I'm like, what? And then I looked down <laughs> and I just saw this dude's junk. Like he was just completely butt ass fucking naked. Dick out. Asshole out. Like he was the world's shittiest door-to-door salesman, or the best, or I mean, I wasn't mine. No,
0: maybe not yours, but who knows? I mean, I'm, you know.
1: Well, not when he's like, "I'm a dying bitch. I'm a dead well, ass bitch." Uh, and that's I'm like, well, that I'm just not that, yeah. interested. I want someone who's alive. Damn it! <laughs> so he, I slam the door and lock. I, you look at stuff. I'm like, call nine one one right now. Someone's going to jail, either me or him. And I peek out the window, and he's he's gone. I open the I open the door, I grab a baseball bat that I have next to the door, and my neighbor, who they just moved in like a month and a half, two months ago, she comes out and she's freaked out. Her hands are shaking. Mm. She even said, "Look at me, I'm freaked out," because he knocked on her door first. Sure, and I'm like, "It's all good. We're gonna be fine." My wife is calling the the cops. And we watched this guy just, like, walk around barefoot, naked as, like, the day he was fucking, came into this goddamn world. Go door to door across the street, knock on doors, slam, go to the next one, knock, 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 slam. Like, it was just surreal. And we saw this, there was a group of, like, construction workers or laborers of some sort across the street He started wandering over to them and they just started saying, like, bro, you really need to back up. You're going to get hurt. We are going to hurt you. Back the fuck up. And he just kind of mumbled his shit and then just like wandered to the next house. Then he started making his way towards us. So I said, I, I, at that point, my neighbor was going to get her phone so we could exchange numbers. So we can like just be, I don't know, she had a new phone, so she didn't know her number. And so we're at that point, I. Yelling into her apartment. I'm like, I'm shutting your door. He's coming back. Come and lock this bitch. And I shut the door. Go into my unit. Tell Steph. I'm like, call him back. Like, that he's coming back. And if he steps foot on my fucking door, he's going down the stairs. Like, something's going to happen. And so, at this point, Steph is still fighting the flu. So, she's on the phone with fucking Dispatch. And she's like, yeah, he's coming back. Like, I don't know. My my husband's pissed. Like, you guys got to send somebody now. And so f- rewind for one second. He never he never came back, but he was walking in our direction. I guess sure. like some semblance of. Let's not go back. To- yeah, right. Yeah. Was like, if I go there, I'm going to get punched in the face. So, Michael.
0: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick you in the face.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick you
0: in the face, you fucking... That's what you should have done. You should have just opened the door and like, you know what I'm going to do?
1: <laughs> I'm just just like pull out my Statham and, yeah. and and hope that works to a guy who's not lucid? Well, that's kind of my
0: point. He's so out of it, he might actually think he's talking to Jason Statham and, and get scared.
1: If anything, it'd be like, oh yeah, there was a fat guy from like... <laughs> Walt, like it was a fat Walter White from Breaking Bad. You know, a fucking uh, burger and fries. Well, I don't know out. if you if,
0: if you if you grew in more stubble and trimmed down the goatee, you'd you'd be a bigger Statham. I'd be, I mean. I'd
1: be a bigger Statham. Uh, I'd be his fucking like uncle that no one talks about. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jerry Mar- Statham. Marvin.
0: Marvin. 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 I don't Marvin? know. No, but I just wanted to go out of the Jays, so I just threw
2: some. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> so Michael had gifted me for Christmas a tomahawk's like battle axe thing and when he gave it to me i was like of course yeah well i was like what am i gonna do with this fucking thing he's like you live in fucking this neighborhood you need protection so i immediately grabbed it thinking like oh shit and then I, i i almost went outside holding it i i did i actually i did go outside and showed it to my neighbor i'm like hey if he comes back and then i'm like the cops are on their way I don't want them to be like, there he is. He put his clothes on, and then just shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, right. <laughs> right? Right. So I'm like, I better go back inside. And I don't want to be that guy holding a fucking weapon. A <laughs> right. Baseball that's... Bat, a baseball bat is sort of like... Oh, right. It, that's it, it... that's
0: more like I'm defending myself. An axe is more like, uh, what are you doing, sir? <laughs> like, Right.
1: Like holding a fucking <laughs> hatchet in Richmond is just kind of like... I think, kind of
0: like, I, I, I think holding an axe anywhere, really, is... Right, yeah.
1: unless you're, like, in the woods, you're like, I'm getting firewood, or... Well, I'm yes,
0: getting... I'm talking on a on the front steps of a suburban, you know, right. building,
1: yes. But I was like, oh, man, I kind of... It's like I leveled up in, like, Grand Theft Auto, like, I wasn't <laughs> able to have to fucking Tomahawk. <laughs> and so I went back inside, but this is where it's so stupid. It has a sheath, and I put... I was holding the sheath in my left hand, holding the fucking Did
0: you cut yourself putting I the thing back in? I
1: immediately cut myself. Oh my god. So the ultimate irony is that Michael's like, "Here, you need this for protection." I go to pick it up and I'm like, "Yeah, this is probably not a good idea." And then as I'm putting it away, slice my fucking palm didn't, open. Didn't
0: didn't he learn giving you sharp items when he gave you the kitchen so that, the kitchen knife that you also cut yourself with? Like
1: yeah, but that—I mean—I've since learned. I have yet—I have not cut my finger. No, but still, like, he, he, but no, he, it he... was even worse. It wasn't like you know, I—I I swung it the, this fucking axe blindly and like, slipped. no, I—I I understand. Like, I going to be careful. I was trying to be careful and put it away, but there's a fucking hole at the top of the fucking sheath because it has one of those like cross guard blades at the top. Yeah. So I just wasn't, I, I put it in wrong if I had a nickel for every time I fucking said that. And then immediately just like, and then I was like, huh, I think I'm bleeding. And then I'm like, all of a sudden there's just blood running down my my fucking wrist. And I'm like, I just saw a naked dude and I'm bleeding and I haven't had coffee. What the fuck is going on?
0: <laughs> and then
1: the cops came and an ambulance came. Somehow they found him because he was like walking around in someone's backyard. Sure. And then they just loaded up him up and took him away. And I'm like, what the... Like, Well, that's not a thing that you would expect in my neighborhood. Like, we've ne- we haven't yet had have that. I never had that shit going growing up in many parts of Oakland. Saw well, a lot of crazy people, but not naked.
0: You remember I told you this story? I know I told the this story about the guy that I saw naked walking into work the one day, like, a month ago, or a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... At least he was cupping his shit, so we didn't. I didn't see the junk, you know. But
1: no, this dude had a short stack of legs. <clears throat> <buddies>. Like that's.
0: <laughs> well, it was cold. I mean, it's been cold and rainy out there lately. So. It
1: wasn't that cold. <laughs> it was actually one of the few. I mean, I think part of me thinks he's like, oh wow, we actually have a sunny sky today. I'm gonna go for a walk and just terrorize people. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But my my neighbors, uh, one of my other neighbors, showed up because he, you know, the the woman had hit him up saying get your ass over here we have a naked dude knocking on our door yeah so he came home from work and i spoke to him and he's like yeah it looks like we had some fucking excitement today and i explained what i what happened and he said huh i think i saw him last night i'm like what do you mean he said i got home at like 11 o'clock at night and i remember seeing some dude just shuffle around in the dark in our neighborhood and he was mumbling to himself. And I thought he was like saying, like, I'm a dying bitch or I'm a dead ass bitch. And I'm like, that's even sadder, dude. Like that dude's been walking around all fucking night, presumably, and we don't even know if he was naked or not, or I mean Yeah, there's, a whole, uh, yeah. there's a whole lot of questions to this son of a bitch.
0: He was probably like, you know, it's three fifteen, fuck it. I'm gonna go for the naked effect. Maybe more people will pay attention, you know, like you right. know he's in you know, he's he's in full, full clothing and it's like three fifteen he's like, Fuck it. Just.
1: No one pays attention. I need to get in my fucking skivvies.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not even.
1: They'll 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 pay attention if I drop my underoos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, well, interesting, interesting, yeah. yeah.
1: And then I went to work. And then he like, went. Like for me, I really didn't want to go to work because I was just like, that's so fucked up. Like I think they'll probably let me like not come in if I wrote them an email, I'll be like guys, I I really am not in the right mental space to come into work because I got
0: assaulted by a naked dude. Like, yeah.
1: At my door. Yeah. Like, I saw saw Twig and Berries. Like, I really don't want to deal with, like, patrons today. Can I just not? But I I still went in. But I told my coworkers, they were just like, how the fuck do you have the most interesting fucked up stories? Like, all this shit only happens to you. Yeah. Um, But the weather here has been also kind of crappy, which means we've been fighting ants. Not uncles, Fucking ants! Just all my sink. They're in my sink. Like, full of water. It looks like you, I just dumped coffee grounds. In the you
0: sink. you obviously haven't seen that progressive... Because you don't have TV, so you haven't seen that progressive commercial, have you?
1: Probably not, unless it was there's, a YouTube ad.
0: No, there's a progressive... Well, I mean, it might be. There might be a version of it, on, I don't know. But I haven't seen it That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, but it's like... Th- there's been this run of progressive commercials lately where it's like... Oh, we love our new house, but we have rats, and then it's rat playing round and round. Or we have an animal in the sea. In the we have animals, and it's animal from the Muppets playing the drums up in the, <laughs> I in think the I've attic. I've seen the animal one. Okay, so it's that it's that string of commercials, right? So mm-hmm. this one's like, oh, we have ants, and it's literally like, and I'm not being disrespectful, but it's literally like overweight women going, "This is expired. This is at, at the refrigerator. This is expired. This is expired. This, is expired. this is expired. Did you get my email? Like, and it's yeah." <laughs> So they have ants. So as soon as you said, I have ants, I'm immediately like, I'm just waiting, you know, like, are you going to clean that up?
1: <laughs> or how they like hit you up on Facebook. Because yes. Like, no, they absolutely. Did you get that, my friend request? This is your Aunt Gladys. I remember when you were born. Please, please <clears> poke <throat> me back and say hello to your mother for me.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Did you not pay attention two years ago? Thanks. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, man. I don't have an Aunt Gladys for the record. No, no, I, I, yeah, I don't think you did, but yeah. I have a million um, fucking
1: cousins. Well, you know,
0: whatever. Um,
1: I like to fuck that. <coughs> ah.
0: um, How are you? Except for that cough you just heard. I'm actually all right. Uh, I been mean, I still can't, get, I've had this cough now for, what, two months? Yeah. I just cannot shake this goddamn thing. And every once in a while, I wake up feeling like crap, but it's just, but it just won't go away.
1: Steph is the same. Steph still, like, is perpetually lost her fucking voice because she's coughing all the time. But here's the other thing that I note I realized she's moaning in her sleep. Like, just, uh, uh, just like, Uh, and, and just talking shit. And I did a test. I played because everyone knows that I try, I tend to go to sleep listening to us. Sure. And I think she's talking to us.
0: You think she's responding to what we're yeah. saying? That's interesting. Actually, I-, I
1: honestly think it's like, you know, here's why last Jedi was blah blah blah. And you're like, yeah, but you know, it's this. And then she's like, like like in offering her goddamn two cents. <laughs> you-,
0: you should really try to like line- sync it up like one of our commentaries and just see if it actually plays out. Like, you should record it. You should record it on your phone and then play it
1: back and like see if it links up. I try, but I think her subconscious was aware. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I try to record her, she's just like, nope, you're not, yeah, not going yeah, yeah. to hear it. But so all the moaning all fucking night, her throat is just done. It could be that too, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I know I lot cough. A and a lot of throat coat, a lot of honey and a lot of soup.
0: Yeah, I know I cough a lot in my sleep, so I imagine it's uh, that's part of my... Although I'm not really losing... I mean, I'm not losing my voice. I get these moments where it kind of like it breaks, but not in that puberty kind of way where it gets all high pitched. It's like the other kind of break where it kind of like drops out, you know? So you have
1: like the Ben Affleck voice where he like periodically, his voice just kind of cracks randomly.
0: Right yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, otherwise I'm good there. It's, it's been, uh, we, we launched the new, the new podcast this week. They officially mm-hmm. launched the X and J radio podcast with Javo and I am very excited about that. I think the first episode came out pretty well. Good. Um, I I've decided to edit one of the two episodes a month, so I've added that to my ever-growing list of bullshit that I do in a week.
1: <laughs> How long do you think you'll last before you get burnt out? Um, give, give me the honest answer.
0: Uh, no, because the motivation's there. Like there, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a target. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Right. That like you know. So I don't know that the burnout's coming whether or not I'll I'll drop first is a different <laughs> different discussion, but you know, but actual burnout I'm not sure about I'm not sure is going to come. Um, I'm actually I'm actually streaming tonight uh, after we're done this. So, Jesus, yeah. So, uh, have you
1: thought that maybe you would like you wouldn't have a disability if you just like. Like slow the fuck down and like just. Stop. How would that have anything to do? With- I don't know because like I would assume your disability like a lot of it is you recovering from like everything. oh like, well day, like, I takes mean it out of you. Yeah, like-
0: I mean that that could be part of it. Like I I've had conversations about like cause I don't like my weight right now. You can agree or disagree that I'm overweight. That's a whole different conversation. But I don't. I personally don't like my weight right now. Right. Mm. So I've been trying to find ways to lose weight. And I'm constantly getting shit from my, my friends and family. They're like, you do realize you burn like twice as many calories as anybody else just because of the simple fact that it takes you a, it's more effort for you to walk from point A to point B. And they're not being assholes. They're legitimately being like, it legit takes you more
2: effort
1: to they're basically walk. They're saying if you stopped eating McDonald's, you would probably lose the weight in a month.
0: No, because I, I, it's, you know what it is? It, it's actually just, it, it's not the, the, it was the amount. It, I really feel like that's it's what it is. The amount of food. The amount of food. I've cut back. And I'm not saying like I'm starving myself, but like I was, I think I was almost overeating at one point just out of maybe sheer boredom. Or stress you know? eating. I mean, yeah, but if it was, it wasn't on purpose. Like I wasn't constantly... Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm stressed out. I need, a, I need a sandwich, or I'm stressed out. I need a whatever. You know, it, like, it really
1: uh, doesn't start out like that. It's not like, oh, I'm pissed off. I need a muffin. Like you know, it's <laughs>
0: right? Not, <laughs> right.
1: It, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that muffin was pretty good. Oh my god, they're all gone. What um. Happened?
0: In in that same vein, I actually want to talk about something I've been watching that I I think you might find. I I think you should watch, and I think Steph would find. Infinitely interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if she would agree with all of it, but I think she would find it interesting. Because the one thing I, I appreciate with Steph, and you too, I mean, I don't mean to, to, to exclude you, but Steph I know thinks a little bit more like I do in this way. Uh-huh. Even if she doesn't agree with something, she wants to know, she wants to see it to know why she doesn't agree with it. You know, like, like I do that yes. same kind of thing. You know what I mean? So um, me. it's called Limitless. It's on Disney Plus. It's actually a Nat Geo show. It's the thing with Chris Hemsworth. They were pushing the fuck out of it for a long time. It's like an eight eight
1: episode thing okay it's it's the one that he did when he like discovered he would be prone for Alzheimer's. Is that what I'm thinking the, of? that
0: is part of it, but that's not the that's not the initial genesis for doing it, but he right. finds that out during during the process. yeah, so what he's basically trying to do is prolong his life. He's not stupid enough to think that he's gonna become immortal or you know not die,
1: he, but he, he's not actually like thor
0: right um uh, which, which, by the way, at one point they, oh, what did they call it? Um, oh, so, damn, I'm, I'm annoyed with myself because I really wanted to remember it. Now, they, they, they age him on purpose, not digitally, like they literally like find a way to age him in like one of the episodes, and did then I they see
1: one where they aged. I saw a clip where they aged his wife.
0: They do that too, but only for a brief period. They age him. They don't age him visually. They age him like they put him in this suit that makes it harder to be mobile and stuff. Basically, to be me. Um, Glad you
1: said it. I was about to say it. I'm glad you did.
0: Um, but it also affects his hearing and his vision, which does not part of my thing. But still, right. And so he, and they put him in a retirement community for four days. Mm-hmm. like an actual retirement community and in one and in the room they have aged pictures of him mm-hmm. and his wife and his kids um and then they put his autobiography like in like they I don't think it's actually been written, but they put a book in there with a cover a, like a dust jacket on it and it was called Thor story or something like that it had a name but they 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 it was a total pun he actually thought it was pretty funny and then they actually got millionaire cuz he has a millionaire in uh-huh. his house i've seen I'm it i'm
1: sure he does
0: And and so someone, I guess, I'm I'm assuming his wife helped, got the millionaire, and they put it in his room. So in his room, when he walks in, the millionaire's like up on the shelf behind his bed and stuff. Like, oh yeah, it was really interesting. But that's the that one. That's the one I couldn't finish because they also kill him at the end of it. They they let him simulate what it would be like to be dead and buried and I just couldn't because of my fear I just right, couldn't right, right. I couldn't get through that so I, I stopped it there but the other stuff that he did is like he he swims across the 250 uh, foot channel in the Arctic Sea
1: like he's fucking Jack LaLanne and shit
0: yeah yeah no joke he's in, in no wetsuit nothing literally swim trunks and just go and in like thirty degree wa- thirty degree water, the logic behind it is that the cold the cold actually rejuvenates and restarts the immune system.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's another one where he fasts for four days and then has to hunt for his food.
1: You know, Shit.
0: right? It, now these
1: Disney these, signed off on this.
0: Well, it's not Geo technically; it's National Geographic technically. So I don't know if that. Yeah, got it. But but he actually did. So interestingly, to your point. There's one where he's doing where the ultimate goal was to dangle him 100 feet down off of a cable car that's over a 3,000-foot chasm, Mm -hmm. and he has to climb the rope. And while he was training to do it, he tore two ligaments in his foot a week before they started shooting Love and Thunder.
1: And that's why it sucked.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why it sucked. Yeah. Um, But but so so what they are doing in the show, though—so they also realize in the show, and I appreciate this, right— because after like the first, or at least during the first, and maybe the second episode, I was kind of thinking to myself, "Well, like, great, Chris Hemsworth can do this stuff because he's fucking Chris Hemsworth, and he's got like Disney money behind him. Like, he can spend whatever money it costs to do these extravagant things, right? Uh-huh. You and me and Steph and you know, fucking whoever can't do that, right? So like, right. this doesn't really apply to us. And then what they started doing with the second episode, not so much with the first one, is they started, um showing you tips on how you as in your life could apply some of the same theories in a way that's not going to cost you a fuck ton of money or any money at all for that matter and still accomplish the same thing. So, for example, the, the cold water thing where he swam in the channel, they say every day at the end of your shower for 30 seconds, put it on. No matter how hot your shower is normally, put it at the coldest setting for the last 30 seconds. I and actually
1: do that anyways, weirdly enough.
0: Well then you're that's probably why you don't get as sick as often. I mean, seriously. Let's you know I mean
1: I still get sick. No, like, they didn't they don't guarantee if, you'll never be sick. But if there's a bug, I will catch it. And the main reason is because I have to deal with people on a one on one basis. Well, there's that the too. Right,
0: there's that too. No, but but still it's supposed to help your immune system. I and mean, like fasting, they say don't do the four day fast and then go hunt for your food, but maybe like once a week don't eat for a day and they still say do water and that kind of thing but just don't don't eat maybe fast once a Intermedi-
1: day intermediate yeah, fast right
0: or. and then the other thing they said is like maybe three days a week don't eat before noon right which for you is probably not a problem anyway because you're not up right. before noon but <laughs> but you're also but what i don't know is if you're eating after like midnight because then you have to think about the shift and you have to time change that, that right you know that, so like that
1: is harder. Uh, you know, it's like, OK, that well, I, you
0: really you really shouldn't eat outside the hours of 12 and 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. If you're on yeah. a normal sleep, if you're on a normal sleep schedule. Now, if you're on an abnormal sleep schedule, that changes that. But, yeah, well,
1: it, it's hard for me in particular unless <clears throat> I start bringing lunches to work, which is a kind of a pain in the ass to do in the first place. Sure. But it's like I don't want to eat the, the food at work. And it's not because it's just not good. It's just because I've had it for so long at this Right, point. right, right, right. Like, I've had everything on the menu, and I'm not overly fond of everything on the menu to begin with. And a lot of it is kind of fried fatty food. So sure, sure. Like I don't want to eat that crap. Ra- My lunch breaks really consist of me uh, just smoking cigarettes. And getting Starbucks. And getting Starbucks. Yeah. Um, Which that, I admit, I really need to tone down on. Uh, because when I'm doing a Starbucks run, it's not like I'm just having coffee. I'm doing right, fucking mocha with it, like two extra shots. No, no. Venti.
0: If you if you got the if you got the venti, just a venti black coffee, right? It wouldn't be too bad for your calorie. wise It's it's actually no calories, so you'd
1: be fine. Right, but I, I, I still struggle doing it black. Like, it has to have either milk or sugar. It's, well, yeah, but it,
0: even if you get, like, if you do, like, because I'm with you depending on the fl- depending on the coffee. Like, there's some mm-hmm. coffees I can do straight black. Like, you're, the stuff that you were, that I had when I was with you, I drank it. I don't think I put right. anything in it. But there are other, and the coffee, I know, I know the coffee that I sent you, like, five years ago at this point, same Wawa, thing. Yeah. The Wawa coffee, I can do that straight. But, like, there's others that I need to put, but I usually only use one, and I use, like, a Stevia. So if you can get like, even I've if you can yeah,
1: people they're like, you can't tell the difference. I'm like I can tell the difference. No, I can tell the
0: difference, but it's, it's still enough for me to get what I need. You know what I mean? So I, but yeah, I mean, that's just a, that's one way to help you with the calorie thing and still get that caffeine boosted. I know you want, you know, well, I'm so.
1: definitely, I'm definitely out of shape and it's, I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where I'm like, like I, I pull a fucking muscle when when I flip somebody off when they walk away from me,
0: <laughs> when you're flipping off the naked dude sitting on your front door, yeah, you know, when I flip yeah. off the
1: fucking nutcase, I'm just like, ah, Jesus, damn. I'm um,
0: old. Yeah, well, I mean, well, then I don't know. Maybe start working out some. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about very briefly, um, it's been a rough fucking week in music, man. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, uh, it,
0: it's it's been a rough week for music. Like no joke. <laughs>
1: I mean, there was one that I'm sure we're going to talk about for a second that, like, I thought it was fake. I was like, no, she's fine. Like, Oh, but-
0: no, no, it's, it's, it's legit. I mean, all yeah. three of them, all three. Do you know about the third? There's three.
1: I know two. Who's the third? I may know the third, but I...
0: So you probably don't know the person, but you probably know the group that he's associated with. So okay. Ro- Robbie Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive, the drummer and found- co-founder of the group. Uh-huh. He he actually died the same day as Lisa Marie, but they didn't announce it till the next day. Now I don't know if that was because of Lisa or whatever, or they just it just happened so late that day that it wouldn't have been announced till the next day. Any, I I don't know. But uh-huh. so on Wednesday, this week, Jeff Beck dies mm-hmm. at seventy eight, which is not young, but it's not.
1: It's, but the he, way he died was really kind of bizarre. I
0: didn't hear. What did you see? I didn't see. He I had just like
1: some type of just random infection, like. Like, oh, like I'll double check it, uh, but go go through the rest. Of, so it was it was him. So
0: Wednesday is Jeff Beckett at, at, at uh, 78 and then Thursday is Lisa Marie Presley at 54, who who I saw the alert that she got rushed to. Um, she got rushed to the hospital. Mm hmm. In cardiac arrest. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it's Lisa Marie. They got her to the hospital. So, you know, she's going to be kind of fucked up for a while, but she's she'll be got fine. she
1: Graceland money, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then, like, two hours later, Lisa Marie Presley has died at the age of 54. And I'm like, what the fuck?
1: So Beck died from a bacterial meningitis infection at a hospital near River Hall on January 10, 2023. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck?
0: And I I didn't see what took out Robbie Bachman but I I believe it was uh I believe it was a heart attack as well so I'll, I'll look. Yeah so I mean either way it's just like are you kidding me like I I know like especially maybe of the three Robbie Bachmans a lot of people are like so but no Bachman Turner overdrive wrote a lot of stuff you would fucking recognize you know I'm what I mean sure. like you know so and uh, and there's no no cause, cause of death. death yeah no um And I mean, like, with all respect to Lisa Marie, like, she's only had, I think she put out one album ever. Like, she's not, she's not known for her music. She's known more for her, where her, her status and where her family fits into music. being the only child of Lisa, uh, Lisa Marie and, and, um... Elvis. Elvis, yeah. Or no, Priscilla and Elvis, I'm sorry. Priscilla and Elvis. Right. Lisa Marie is her, her name. You know, and then obviously there's the story a number of years ago about her son who tragically committed suicide, which that's just awful. Which but, was only
1: know. three years ago. I mean, it's... Yeah, I
0: guess it was that recently, wasn't it? Wow, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, so... Which,
1: I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised that she actually didn't do something to herself.
0: So... We don't know that, and we honestly don't know that she didn't at this point, honestly.
1: you know, I just think it's really kind of weird timing how, like, the last public appearance of her was two days beforehand at the Golden Globes, and she saw Austin Butler win for playing her father.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't follow up. But I was actually, I was actually, so you you may or may not be aware of this, um, but I was actually on air when it broke that she died, mm-hmm. uh, radio, radio airwaves. So, like, I'm in the middle of my first block playing fucking, like, I think it was, like, Three Days Grace or some shit. And then, no, Theater of Tragedy, which is this, like, gothic, like, rock, metal thing Uh uh-huh eight minute long songs each and no news breaks of lisa marie lisa marie so i'm just like waiting for the blocks to end so that i can come back and be like so uh bad news like
1: (laughs) did you i mean i didn't really watch the golden gloves but there was one part where i was like so it just for some levity because all these days can do some of that yeah uh Eddie Murphy comes on stage and he tells, he's like, I've got three, like, guidelines, rules, stipulations, whatever, that will help you be, that will help you get through life and be a success. Here they are. Number one, pay your taxes. Number two, mind your business. And number three, and the most important, keep Will Smith's wife's name out your fucking
0: mouth. That's I, I was I was going to say that he had something like where he had a plan, unlike the thing that the Oscars it wasn't planned, he'd have a plan thing where like Chappelle got up and slapped him or <laughs> went to slap him and then just stopped. You know what I mean? Because Chappelle's had all that controversy about him, his opinion on the whole thing. So that yeah. would have been just like a nice little like Chappelle just walks up and goes and then winds back and then just, nah, fuck it. And walks away, you know, or something like that, you know. Yeah. So or, or even better or even better. Eddie acts like he got slapped, and he's, and so it's like the timing was off. Mm-hmm. You know, like damn it, you were supposed to time that better. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you a know lag slap. Yeah, right, or something just to just to kind of like perfect. Because where people, if you remember at the beginning, that thought that was all stage. The, the the whole thing with Will and Chris yeah. Rock was staged. Um, we we've seen since that with Rock's stance on it that no, it certainly was not at this point. Yeah, it definitely was. There's all there's
1: also you, there's footage of. What? How the like? What happened after that? In between, like commercial breaks. oh, it shows yeah, yeah. The Audience, and it's just uh, it shows like Will Smith, like raving at like Denzel Washington.
0: Oh yeah, so, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, it's crazy. But and we don't need to rehash that. It's yeah, It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a year we old. It's dead. It. Yeah. It was but, just
1: a funny ass joke. I'm like the only person who get away with saying that joke would be Eddie Murphy. And maybe Chappelle. I, that's why I think I went with him. Maybe Chappelle. Well, Chappelle has definitely made that joke and with Chris Rock it, because they're touring together.
0: And maybe Kevin Hart. The only other one that could probably get away with it. I don't
1: think Kevin Hart's brave enough to do that.
0: Well, I mean, I, the, the the thing about Kevin Hart is someone try to just slap him, they'd have to, like, swing down, you know? Yeah, they just... Fuck, <laughs> that's
1: so fucked up. That's funny. That's, not, that's a funny joke.
0: Um, anyway... So I I think I think we're ready to move into today's today's uh, topic. What do you say? I think we've... I
1: agree. We we've, we've been talking for what twenty minutes. It's now time. Yeah, to fucking... but
0: yeah, you know what though? It's coming off the the heels of the news and nuts episode. Honestly, man, I had a lot of fun with that. And as I said at the end of that one, we really need to do more of those. We don't need to do one like every episode or once a month, but we need to definitely do yeah. more of those. So that, that was fun. Um, but yeah, we are uh, we're getting into um, your favorite director. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually because sur- I think you like these. And I'm actually surprised based on the fact of who it is. You know, I, no. Um, see,
1: I I'm a massive. I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson as a writer and as a director. <laughs> I just think, I I think having the decision of having three separate directors, or eventually two, and one of them being the middle guy for the middle chapter of Star Wars, I just didn't think that was that that didn't work.
2: I right, think, right. I, th-
1: I think they are two extremely different type of writer directors, where clearly it clashed. Like, are, you, are
0: you on board with his um, potentially doing three non Skywalker saga Star Wars stories?
1: Yes, I think that makes the most sense. If he has the complete control of a story, whether I agree with like how the characters are written or not. Right. I know it'll be a pimp fucking trilogy. Right, right, right. Uh, I, I think this is a lesson that, like, Kathleen Kennedy and Favreau and everybody needs to understand. It's like, if you... Ha- like, it, it'd be like, okay, episode one's gonna be directed by, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Then episode two is going to be written and directed by Steven Spielberg. And then three is going to be...
0: Guillermo del Toro.
1: Guillermo del Toro or, like, Wes Anderson. Like, someone completely off. Right, right. Like, who wants to see that weird indie version of Star Wars with all kind of... Or, you know, it'd be, like, another hodgepodge. You have, like, Scorsese for one, Kevin Smith for the second one. <laughs> that would probably be the best of the, of the three, though. And then, like, the third one would be, like, Ivan Reitman. Well, not Ivor Reitman, but you know someone. No, like that. yeah,
0: yeah, Jason Reitman, you know, Jason Reitman.
1: We're yeah. just like, who, who fucking signed off on this hodgepodge trilogy? It's like, <laughs> which, by the
0: way, they did announce another Ghostbusters. You saw that, right?
1: Oh yeah, I've been, I've been, my fingers been on the pulse for that.
0: Yeah, firehouse. I'm I'm I mean the posters look interesting. I'm I'm reserving my excitement. Although based oh, on after I afterlife, didn't
1: see a poster for it, I just saw a uh now I knew that it was coming. I didn't see the
0: there yeah, they announced a date and a poster. It's twenty twenty four. I don't have the date right in front of me, but it's twenty twenty four and there's a poster it's the ecto outside the firehouse, but you can only see part of the ecto, like so. Uh and I think it ties into the I mean spoilers at this point but the the post credit scene from Afterlife honestly mm-hmm. is where I think it ties into. Um but anyway that that said I yeah I, I I I you know I didn't hate the last Jedi as much as as you did. I saw the problems that you did so I'm not sitting here necessarily defending it. I just didn't dislike right. it as
1: much as you did. Um I didn't. I my biggest issue with Last Jedi was it was like they, he and JJ like didn't communicate. Yeah, it
0: was just really it really stood out independently of the other two for sure.
1: Usually yeah. it's an amazing Star Wars film. Oh but, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But it's like.
0: I know you had a problem with the whole hyperspace weapon thing. Like, let's use the ship as hyperspace. And... No,
1: I, I really didn't. I know a lot of people did. Like, I thought I actually... you did. I no, thought, I, thought I, you did. I, I, because I didn't really care about the science. Everybody was bitching about the science about it, like how oh, this wouldn't work for XYZ. Well, and I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck. That was badass.
0: I did, but I also remember you saying, and I could be wrong, but I remember you saying during the, the when we talked about when the, when it first came out and we first talked about it and did an episode on it that uh-huh. you were like. I think your biggest problem with it wasn't... You You thought it was badass, but your thing was... Well, if that was a thing you could do... Well, haven't you done it up to this point? You've had seven episodes where you could have done it... And you didn't do it. You know what or, I mean? Like, or more
1: specifically, just like to sacrifice the droid... To go like, alright, you pilot the ship... Hyperspace that shit once we all fucking...
2: Fly right, I mean, blood. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was
1: my point I'm like... Logically, that's dumb. Where you don't have to force kamikaze yourself. You could have just sacrificed BB fucking 7... <laughs> bb know, two, the, yeah, BB whatever. bb two, the the off droid that like you know just shows up to die, or even better yet, you have a whole string of fucking suicide droids. You know that sounds comi- really bad. The kamikaze droids, you know, and
0: also the name of my band in college. Um, <laughs> in, but uh... In, so uh, Aren't you dead too. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but he also C3D, wrote the he. No. <laughs> But he also he also wrote something that wasn't Star Wars He's, and and um and obviously he did Looper he directed Looper which we'll we'll we'll, we'll have to cover at some point because we've never done that we need to. I love
1: Looper and that was what that was what sucked is I was really excited. I was like, dude, the guy who did Looper, is doing Star Wars. That's fucking awesome.
0: I would actually want to. I mean, not to get into a thing, but I would want to tie that off with maybe like Jumper and and uh maybe like 12 uh, or 12 monkeys i was thinking you know one of those that could be like a little collection anyway but he did he did his own like agatha christie style um story here in in two movies called knives out and then glass onions a knives out story Mm -hmm. which by the way just to get off just to get on the record and get it kind of off the table for us he hates the fact that Knives Out is in that title. And you know what? After having watched both of them, I kind of have to agree with them. I think it's
1: a little dumb. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Having it be like Knives Out as the template for these are now going to be the the stories. It's like Knives Out Episode 2. You know what? It it just doesn't... They
0: really... They should have called it like a Benoit Blanc story or something like that. That would have been a better way to do it or a Blanc story. It's just something to tie it into that character versus... Uh, the knives out aspect of it, you know,
1: and he's trying to make them stand alone, which, which in the credits itself,
0: like the movie itself, no, not any point is knives out in the credits. It's glass onion, it's glass onion, it's yeah. all it is. They don't yeah. say knives out, it's only in the promotional stuff, right? That Netflix ran that they're calling it glass out, or glass onion, and knives out story, right? Which... I uh, you know I hope that they maybe change that. I mean, we've seen titles change. How many times has Episode Four changed? You know, like you know, like
1: maybe maybe for like when the movie's like eventually released on DVD, which is still a possibility because even though it's a Netflix thing and they don't really like to release their shit, they but... also are aware that like well, the first one was released on DVD,
0: and they also did put out like the the Marvel stuff on DVD. Like I had the first season of Daredevil on Blu-ray. The the Netflix one, so...
1: They're hard to find. They're harder harder to find.
0: Well, like, that you probably won't find anymore because of the whole Marvel thing and who owns what now. But I'm saying it. At the time, when it was still Netflix's property, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word, I was able to go out and order... Like, I was able to go and get season one of Daredevil. And for that same reason, I think they will pick and choose. You're right. I don't think they're going to put everything out there because, again, they want you to stream it on their service. But to your point i think something the fact that a knives the original knives out was a theatrical and dvd release and know. i
1: think that's what this will give us a pass because class onion was released theatrically for a week
0: for a week yeah and not because
1: I, we had it at the and first. i
0: also i also think it's to give it it's, we talked i think we talked about just not the last episode but the episode before where you need that at least a week run to be eligible for Oscar nomination, right. and I'm sure they wanted it to be now. Whether or not a guy didn't see the nod, so I don't know if it got one or didn't, but they wanted it to at least be eligible, sure, to potentially get something.
1: I don't think it's.
0: I, uh, I don't think it's. Uh, no, I don't think it should either. But what I'm saying is that it would at least be. If they don't do that, it doesn't fucking matter what we think. Show or not
1: if there's going to be any nominations for Glass Onion, it'll be for the actress who plays Helen and or and Andy. I
0: Janelle Monae, who, who I yeah. believe she got one and possibly one for Moonlit or Moonlight. She was in Moonlight. I only saw Moonlight she, once. She, I didn't see it, but I looked up her IMDb and she's absolutely in it. All so... right, now,
1: here's the thing. I think it'd be fair to say that we could probably spoil the first movie. We could spoil Knives Out. But do you, I mean, I want your opinion. Do you think spoiling Glass Onion, because it's only been on Netflix for like, a week and a half to two weeks.
0: Oh no, it's been longer than that. Uh, hold on. I have a it's date been, right here. Give me a second.
1: I mean, it has been a month. I know that.
0: Well, uh give me a, let me let me get the date first so that we can we can discuss. Uh Netflix date is December twenty-third. So we're almost a month out. We're we're okay. ten days away from a month. Now that said that said, my take on it is this. Sometimes when we've said when we said no spoilers on something, it's because it's not easily accessible. Mm-hmm. If you really don't want to be spoiled on this movie, pause us right now, pull up your Netflix account, watch the movie, come back and finish listening to us. That's kind of where my brain is with with Glass
1: Onion. I agree. I think, you know, we're, we're saying it again. If you have not seen Glass Onion, pause us the fuck right now. And then watch it, and then come back to us. We'll be here. We're not yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, as long as you know how to fucking press play. We'll I'm
0: literally going to sit in this chair until you're done watching the movie, and then I will continue saying what I have to say. I will but wait. It's fine. We
1: have no lives. We, we will <laughs> talk. We, we will talk about other bullshit. Uh, it's either that, or I go back and finding uh, fight the ants.
0: I will literally sit here quietly and just just wait. It's fine. It's you know I can wait two hours and twelve minutes. It's okay. I got nothing to do, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I take it back.
1: I have other shit I could
0: do. <laughs> no, but seriously, all jokes aside, if you, no, if you haven't seen it, you do want to see it, you don't want it spoiled, um, by all means, pause us, go watch the movie on your Netflix account, because I can't imagine as many people out there don't have Netflix at this point, right? There's, I mean, there are some. I'm not saying there's nobody, but
1: there are some people like I, I don't know if Jay, for example, has Netflix in Australia.
0: No, maybe, maybe not. I don't know either. I know You're that right.
1: Is an Australian Netflix,
0: right? But you don't know if she has it, right? I get, it. but no, my my, but my point is that I think more people have Netflix than have, say, Paramount Plus or right. Discovery. And if it was on one of those platforms, I would absolutely agree with you that we can't spoil it. But with right. Netflix being as readily available as it is, and with it being a Netflix property, Rico, I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's probably on all their different divisions. Like I, I would think it's not. You know, what I mean, this isn't like paramount that netflix is now running this is a netflix film you know so
1: also in terms of like the big reveal the giant twist the fucking who done it's it's not it's it's not it's super kind of like we know it's edward norton we just don't know how and why yeah, yeah,
0: it it really is kind of like that. And I would ask you that. I would ask you this. I mean, we can't obviously rank them because it's only two. It's a little stupid to try to rank it. But right. which one did you like better?
1: I I still have a I mean, I think I was thoroughly impressed more with the first one because it was the first one. Okay. Um I think I think both have pros and cons. Sure. Um but I like them sort of equally. Like I I think I'm I'm in that same boat. I really am. I, I I'll tell you what I liked more is Benoit Blanc's fucking revelation of the second film of how it came to pass of mm. why Edward Norton like his whole thing is like Miles Braun's an idiot. Like, <laughs> like that <whole laughs> right, thing right, right, right made me laugh so fucking.
0: It was it was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: I it, what what I
0: this is how I I equate them right like. Uh-huh. I, I don't mean to keep going back to this, but Knives Out feels like an actual Aga- Agatha Christie movie. You know what I mean? Like, it really does. And I think that's what he was kind of shooting for. Well,
1: he was doing that for both. I mean, he really... Right, but... but Because this... he pulled out other fucking references to other oh, absolutely, agatha Christie no. things.
0: Absolutely. But what I would say is, and I mean this in a positive way, so if in the off chance Brian Johnson ever fucking hears this, or or anyone else who's kind of on the fence about watching the movie, understand I'm saying this and I mean it positively, Glass Onion feels like a modern interpretation of the movie Clue. Mm. Little le- little less comedic, still funny. There's definitely funny parts that like you talked about when Benoit like right. reveals. That's funny as fuck. And there's definitely moments throughout that are like, oh, that's kind of funny. But mm. whereas Clue, at least for me, there's flat out howling moments of laughter in that movie mm. for me. But mm-hmm. you know, um, but I I feel like so glass onion glass onion feels more like a like a, a again a modern twist on on the movie Clue because here's the other thing. It takes place in one day or one night, if you will, in one location, like Clue does. Clue takes place one night in the mansion, you know, right. whereas Gle- or, uh, Knives, Knives out. out takes place over a couple of days, and you have right. multiple locations and a couple different things going on. It all ties back to the central location, but... You see them out doing other stuff, and you kind of get that with Glass Onion, but it's more in like flashback format as opposed to right actual actual real time events, is what you're getting in Knives Out. You
1: know, I mean, it's it's I mean, I've, here's here's some background: is we this originally was going to be a four movie episode. Yes, we were going to do. Knives Out, Glass Onion, and then we were also going to do Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Not the original ones. We were talking about the Ken Branagh ones, and it was it was ultimately my my pushing to say, you know what? Let's not jumble everything in together. Let's fucking save Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> yeah, Death we're
0: we're definitely going to still do those too. We're just going to do them at a
1: different time for sure. Right. Yeah. Our, my whole logic was like, I don't want to fucking put every goddamn movie in one fucking episode let's yeah uh, eventually you and i are gonna be like shit we ran out of shit to talk about like what do we talk about we've got more
0: original content than hollywood does um <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that being said like i don't know what my point to that was it was oh well no i understand it uh Murder on the Orient Express also falls in that category of like everybody's secluded. It's all on a train. Like at one point, the train stops and they kind of walk into a fucking cave for a second.
0: Right, right. But that's I think absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's where Agatha Christie I think really shined in some areas where she had that that sort of desolate dread.
0: I th- but here here's the other thing I would say that I think is why I lined them up the way I did, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I already kind of beat the clue thing to that, so I'm going to focus more on the Knives Out portion of it. Knives mm-hmm. Out for me felt while you had the multiple locations, so I understand. I'm give me a little bit of leeway here, right? But mm-hmm. I-, I felt it was more like a Murder on or- the Orient Express because honestly. Now, I had seen Knives Out before mm-hmm. watching it for this run, but I, I wasn't feeling very good. I think I wasn't feeling very good the first time. I, I didn't enjoy it. I really mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, I didn't I enjoyed it immensely more this time than I did the first time I saw it. Okay. Um but I I remember thinking to myself on this viewing, so we're not I'm not gonna talk about the the first one at all because I really don't remember much beyond not liking it. Um any one of them could have done it. Any one of them could have been until you actually are told what happened until until that is revealed to the viewer what actually happened in Knives Out. Yeah. Uh. I honestly feel like it could have been any one of them. Like I really legitimately didn't know. And actually at one point, even wondered if it was the grandma and the whole feeble thing was just like a like a ploy. You know what I
1: mean? Like the first time I saw uh, Knives Out, which incidentally, I saw it at where I now work. Before I I, I, I saw it,
0: ironically, on Netflix, even though it's no longer on Netflix, but I think the first <laughs> time I saw it, it was on Netflix.
1: Uh I, <clears throat> I, I am, as I was watching it, I was like, it wouldn't be Chris Evans. Like, that's too obvious. Yeah, that was pretty obvious.
0: No, I, I always, I remember, I remember the first time I saw it leaning towards Jamie Lee Curtis or, or, um, Don Johnson, actually, um, I would and, I
1: would have had I mean I think Michael Shannon as would have been like oh it's definitely him but no it's definitely not him like the obvious no
0: but it also had the same vibe of and can I spoil more Murder on the Orient Express I mean, we're talking about a, what a what a hundred year old story at this point I mean like I mean I guess yeah it could have been everybody well, it you know what everybody. I mean no not really oh you'd have a murderer on Knives Out.
1: Well, you said spoil murder on the Orient Express. So right,
0: yeah. right, but, I, but I'm saying Knives Out, it could have been, like, it really was setting itself up, like, it could have been very similar to murder on the Orient Express, and that everybody because it, it, murder, like, everybody on, on Orient Express I should put it that way so people understand what I'm talking about. On Orient Express, everybody everybody actually did it not realizing everyone else fucking did it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or no! It
1: was it was a planned thing actually, where a they plan. all kind like they all kind of walked one on one and stabbed Johnny Depp. Right. Or, or, the only it, one that wasn't there was Amber Heard. For Christ's sake!
0: No, she saved it for when he got home. Um. So, <laughs> but but uh, whereas in in Knives Out, the original Knives Out kind of had the same feel. Like you could have thought that everybody had played a role. Like they all conspired to to kill him and, and ultimately, you know.
1: But I would also agree the same thing goes with Glass Onion. Glass Onion, everybody had motive to protect Edward N- Norton.
0: Motive, for sure. I, I don't argue. It's, but here's the difference. That, that I guess that's kind of your the point. They had motive to protect Ed Norton, whereas in Knives Out, they had motive to kill Thromby. There's a difference to have a difference between having motive to protect versus motive to kill. It well, still would it made, goes down to money. Well, no, right, but I, I I guess I'm not getting my point across the way I want to. I apologize, but it, it, it I, yeah, I, I don't know how to, I don't know, I'm not trying to be difficult, I just don't know how to describe it. I just feel like it's two different things. I'm not saying it's bad either way, it's just two different
1: ways I of think, telling I a story. I think I understand what you're saying. I'm just I'm just agreeing, but okay. I'm also adding on to it. Oh, okay, like, okay. I, I think it's like, yeah, I. but I think that's, that is the whole point, uh, I think, of Agatha Christie in Specifically, Ryan Johnson, where he's like, "I'm going to make you think everybody's the killer." That's how you make a good Who Done It. Is you're always questioning who did it.
0: Well, y- yes and no, because I don't feel like Holmes ever did that. I don't think Conan Doyle ever did that with Holmes. At least not for me. You know, it was always one person. You just didn't know who it always was right away. You know what I mean? Well, like,
1: th- but that's what it is. Is that it is like when you're watching Sherlock Holmes, for example, right? Or if you're reading Sherlock Holmes what most more often it's like the guy he's pursuing is the guy he's pursuing it's 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 black lord or, or it's fucking moriarty or right right Greenwald right or whatever you're we like we know that's the bad person why because they're like i'm literally the bad person i killed somebody in front of sherlock holmes or i'm running away from sherlock holmes being like you'll never fucking get me how the crime is committed is how it's the most interesting it's not a who done it. it's a how did they do it
0: Right, and you get a little bit of that in Glass Onion because you, even though it's even though it's fake, you get a little bit of that in the opening in the opening, and I'm using air quotes for the audience murder. Mm-hmm. You know that that was great. You know, so you get a little bit of that in that version there, and then you get the real mystery after that. So. I
1: fucking loved that whole thing where he like just annihilated. He's like, oh yeah, it was her in the fucking, you know, blah blah blah. What the? Because fucking- of
0: this, and this, this, this weapon is pointed in this direction at this angle, and you know, and he's like,
1: it's just so painfully obvious, and like he, and you see Edward Norton just have this bug eyed, pissed off expression. Like he's like, I paid Jillian Flynn a ton of fucking money yeah, to write this yeah. kind of thing, and you butchered it in a second.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, it's just the style. You know what I mean? Like, that, that whole thing, and then and, and you get that, like I said, we get the, the reveal with um, the the fake murder, which was kind of uh, fun, you know, so.
1: It was very fun. Um, you know, the best way to describe, like, how I feel about both these movies is a line that uh, Helen refers to in uh, Glass Onion, like, okay. they're, they're golden titties. Like that's really what they are. Like we really should just call this episode Ryan Johnson's Golden Titty. It's Like they're both they're both very good. I would argue the cast for the first one is stronger. Yeah, I, y- you have a little yeah. bit more star power in the first one.
0: Uh, for sure. But I think that for the characters that you have in the second one, I think you needed those those. And I don't mean that in disrespect to those those individuals. Although right. I I imagine just from the amount of things that we've read over the years, that that's exactly what Ed Norton's
1: like. Um, right. Which, you know. I read that it was not intended for him to come off very Elon Musk. But, like, it oh, made, yeah, thinking like, yeah. that was straight up Elon Musk, right?
0: I I actually wasn't, but now that you say it, it absolutely makes sense. Like, I'm not arguing it at all, yeah.
1: The funny thing is that there's, it shows a flashback where he is at the alpha corporation arguing with Andy. Yeah. And he's wearing basically Steve Jobs's attire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean it. Yeah. And it's he, the same thing. Yeah. I I went back this week and watched Wonder Woman 84. Did you really? It's so weird because last night I
1: was listening to our Wonder Woman 84 episodes. So oh, weird that's that- that's
0: funny. Yeah. I, I just felt that, and I actually liked it better this time through. But anyway, the, the point of bringing it up, though, is that Pedro Pascal is absolutely an individual that I'm not going to say, but we both know it's definitely that guy. Yeah. It- Someone almost say my name. <laughs> I feel like it's like Beetlejuice. You say it too many times and you appear. So I'm trying not to. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. In any event, yeah. But uh, no, you're you're not wrong Cause, and and to a degree, Jobs was like that too, though. Like like yeah. like Miles was. Um, maybe not
1: as egotistical, but I mean, he he Jobs was pretty egotistical. I mean. If, if if the movie Steve Jobs is based on factual Is that the one with
0: Fastbender or is that the one yeah. with Okay, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I want to. I I saw the one with Ashton Kutcher. That's the one I've seen.
1: Which he looks a lot like Steve Jobs. I'll give him that. Which one? Uh Kutcher. He looked when he when he played Jobs, he looked like Jobs like like to the point where they like wow, I didn't know now we know what Ashton Kutcher will look like in 20 years. <laughs> um I think Fastbender did a good job, but in terms of like if if, if his version, if Fastbender's version is factual based on conversations and everything, then holy shit, Steve Jobs was a dick. Like he was well, a I mean, yeah. maniac.
0: Yeah, I mean I they say that you kinda need to be if you're gonna be that level of genius. Right. You know what I mean? Like um, But that's the funny
1: thing is, is that Edward Norton is, is not a genius, but he's just an egomaniac.
0: Right. But I mean, but they say that about creative types, too. You have to be a little like, you know, so, um, which by the way, again, you don't see commercials, but it might've been on YouTube. Did, Did you see the, have you seen who they've got running commercials for Verizon now? He played, uh, he played Scrooge and now he's playing Einstein trying to get a better signal. No. Paul Giamatti. Oh God. Yeah, it's 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 been interesting. You should you should try to look those up if you get a chance. But anyway, Paul Giamatti
1: actually would be perfect in a Knives Out sequel. Like, oh, he absolutely, would be great. absolutely,
0: yeah. Well, no, and 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 listen. Despite what Netflix wants to call it, I don't want to call these Knives Out sequels. Like you know, I I don't. You know.
1: Well, we know that the titles are songs. Knives Out is a song. Glass Onion is a song. Yeah. So like, you got to go with that theme. So it'll probably be. Oh, no, it wouldn't surprise me if her one's called fucking Cuckoo Kachoo. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: well, I don't know if they're are they all... I know Glenn, Glass Onion's a Beatles song. Is Knives Out a Beatles song? I think... It, mm, I don't think it's a
1: Beatles song. It might be a... It's not Stones. It's like the Ramones or something.
0: Uh, I'm looking now if I can find it. Um, Knives Out song. Radiohead. Radiohead. Radiohead, which is a newer band. I mean, compared to like, *Glass Onion*, which is the Beatles, which is you know 1960. Fuck, you know what I mean. So, all <laughs> right. Um,
1: I mean, but like by that logic, you like we could have a fu- we could have fun like picking up a we, we could theoretically title the third because they're going to make a third one. Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Or do you or do you want to go or do you want to go? Oh, you want to go backwards? You can go backwards. I mean, yeah, I all, it, it has to sound, like, obscure enough. or Like, oh, that could be a mystery. Well, then it wouldn't be Enter then. No. So, no. Knives Out sounds like a murder mystery. Glass Onion sounds like the MacGuffin in a murder mystery. Like, the object of why they're, like, True. why they kill so-and-so True. because it's the Glass True. Onion.
0: Uh, wow. There's a lot of choices. Yeah. Like, what could it be? What could it be? I don't know. No, have, so I'd many,
1: I'd, we can't figure one out. And you I, om- you're I almost, have the,
0: Yeah, but that, the, 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 you know what these fucking songs are in the world. I mean, just pour your fucking iTunes. Well, They're that's like... well, I'm doing that now, but it wasn't loaded, man. I got to oh, get it pulled down. Okay. Damn. But even then, uh, I got 15,000 songs. You want me to just scroll through every one of them? Like,
1: no, no, just scroll. Like, just, just like, put your, put your music on mute and just hit shuffle. All right.
0: Uh, here we yeah. go. Oh wait, no, that's not it. That's just the Slipknot I'm always listening to the other day. Hold on, let me pull up the whole list.
1: Slipknot, ironically, <laughs> yeah,
0: that could be right, but I mean, that's a band name. I, they're right. trying to stick with they're trying to stick to titles. Um, although they they have one called Disaster Pieces, they have a song called Disaster Pieces that that could be that could be one. Yeah, that could work. Uh, but we'll 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 go for it. we'll go for your plan here and just see what we get. Uh, which I think is now also going to have to be the title of this episode. Whatever whatever we, we land on is going to have to be the title of this episode. Well, the one
1: right? the, I mean, the one we agree on. Like, yeah, that's the fucking one. Well, that's winner, what it. I said. Yeah, the one yeah, we yeah, land yeah. on. Yeah, yeah,
0: That's what I mean. When I say we, I meant we. Like, we literally. No, no, I we... didn't mean
1: like it was just like the first one we pick. Like, all right, no, that's it. That's, it's fucking, you know, it's Frank Sinatra's, you know, I'll never smile again. Yeah, that works as a fucking Knives Out Mystery.
0: All right, here we go. Shuffle says, Every Day by Phil Collins. No? No, no. Uh, next one is "Get Up and Boogie." <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. No. All right. Next is Carpe Diem, Baby." I like that. That's not bad. That's a Metallica song, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That could, you could if you leave off the baby and just do Carpe Diem, There's got to be a song out there called Carpe Diem, Just, just. I don't Carpe know. Diem. I,
1: I actually, the car, I think the baby, like, kind of. You think fits so? It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh.
0: Then it has to be a woman that dies then. That's got to be the rub there,
1: right? Which they haven't done. So, Well, yeah. no, they did do. Um, what am I saying? In, in glass well, linen. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's dead. That's no, the murder. No, no, no. You're, you're right.
0: You're right. You're right. All right. Next one is uh, Those Were the Days. That's all too on point, I think. That sounds more like an Agatha Christie one. That's true. Uh, we get uh, Foolish Games. Ah, that's that's actually really good. That's a Jewel song, but it would be obscure. I mean, like, I wouldn't have pulled Radiohead out for Knives Out. I mean, like, you right. know, so, you know. And I don't want something like the Sweater Song by Weezer. Fuck
1: that. Like, you know, like. It would be the Beatles when I'm 64 or Oobla
0: D Oobla Duh. Right, right. <laughs> um,
1: I did Can like the fact that they. imagine that? horror just hear me out. you imagine that? Like, boom, 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 Like, for the intro, and shows, yeah. like, Knives <laughs> right. Out 3. Right.
0: I, I did like I did like that they were playing. Um, he was playing Blackbird, and mm-hmm. apparently, supposedly on the guitar that that uh, George wrote it on, which I don't. No, Paul. You know, obviously, or, did you say yeah? But I think George is the one that actually wrote it for Blackbird. I'm pretty sure. I'll well, look it up, but I'm pretty sure here, Blackbird's written by George. I'm Harrison. glad you
1: brought that up because I looked that up, and Paul was left-handed, right? Right, and he was playing it left-handed. But that, but I mean, whoever wrote the trivia on it, they were like, that was, that was configured for a right-handed strings. So... No, was I don't know. The one, I mean,
0: the one Ed Norton was playing? No, he absolutely was playing that left-handed, I remember. It looked like you,
1: when you say I, playing it left-handed, you mean strumming with his left hand?
0: Correct. That's how, well, that's when you're left-handed versus
1: right-handed. Okay, so that yeah. it was playing it left-handed because it was aiming towards the right.
0: Right, which is the way that Paul would be holding it if Paul right. was playing it as well. Right.
1: But whoever wrote the trivia then got that shit wrong because they were like, "No, yeah, who knew? But they were like, uh, "That that, but that goes with the character of being like, oh, yeah, this is the one that Paul wrote it on. And But he, he's such an idiot and he's full of shit that he could have just been lying because it also explains why he just so cavalierly just drops it on the sand.
0: It, it is Paul. Okay. according According to Wiki, it is Paul McCartney.
1: So foolish games. I like that one because that kind of fits, but let's find another one just to see.
0: Sadly we're we st- we're limited to my we're limited to my playlist. Like we're not in like just the world of music. we're limited to my mm-hmm.
1: particular individual playlist, but here we yeah, go. Yeah, but you listen to everything, so I I do, I do. Um it ain't gonna be oh you know what? Hold on. Nervous tension? <laughs> yeah,
0: right. All right, right. That'd be funny. <laughs>
1: that uh, is like a fucking like murder it is, mystery. Name. It is.
0: Um, I I take it back as what just came up, but no, I. No. Nah. All right, next. Uh, New dawn fades. That's a that might work. I mean, yeah, I guess. Actually, so there's there, this isn't one that came up in the shuffle, but same band, a band's called Joy Division. They have a song that's literally the next one right above New Dawn mm-hmm. Fades, called Atrocity Exhibition that's kind of solid.
1: I see that being like a novel that he writes that he's like, this is just, I can't film this. I'm going to make it a, I'm going to write a book.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. We'll mm-hmm. hit, we'll hit shuffle again. I'm just riveting for our, for our mm-hmm. audience here. Uh, queen in love. No.
1: who was in England. Maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe, but no, which by the way, I also went back and watched, uh, the two Kingsman movies two, two oh, yeah. of the three. Yeah uh diam so forget the carpe just Diem.
1: i think that's too that that's that's actually too obscure where people are like i would imagine i'd be at the movie theater and i have people coming up to be like can i uh, get a ticket for diam
0: yeah right uh this one this this one just feels too long but it's red roses for a blue lady
1: yeah uh, i think that would be featured in a line of dialogue
0: yeah i think it needed too long I, need, I think it needs to be two. that's why i don't think the carpe diem baby works either. i think you need to stick mm. with the like, knives out Glass Onion. Forget the Knives Out story part. Right, Fuck right, that. right, right. But you just need the, the two words. F- Foolish full Right, which is why that one I feel like kind of worked. Uh, yes, yeah, here's another. So you want me golden to just... Golden Titties. Golden Titties. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to skip till we get to another two. two uh, slow motion.
1: No, I don't like that one.
0: Uh, pink Elephant. There you go. That'd be a little obscure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess.
0: Uh, let's see, uh, sweet thing. There no. you go. No, uh, no, uh, the kiss. Uh, no. no, there's that we uh, we skipped the unforgiven. I did. I, I skipped it because it was Metallica. But I, I would also
1: know. omit the count. I don't think that would count. It's oh, be... I gotcha.
0: Oh, okay, Uh Killing
1: loneliness. That's closer. That's more on the nose.
0: I kind of like Foolish Games better because Foolish Games feels uh, yeah. more like Knives Out, like a Knives Out. Like this feels all that feels I, a little too on point.
1: I think that's the one, man. I think yeah. Foolish Games is the winner. Do
0: You want to do any more? You want me to go? You can do a couple more. Definitely not White America.
1: No, not. Uh. That's, <laughs> that's too. That's too on the nose.
0: Wake up. Yeah.
1: Nah. That's...
0: We'll do. Pick a number. Pick pick a number between one and ten. Four. One, two, three, four. Knights and white satin. No.
1: No, but I mean, yeah. Mm, fuck. If it was, if no, it was I, like satin knights, then I'd be, I'd be more into yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Foolish Games. I think that's. Yeah, Foolish Games. We, we have now named the next Knives Out. Ryan Johnson, fucking there you go. Foolish Games. And he, he'll be like, fuck you guys. It yeah. was like, I am the walrus. Like, eat a dick. <laughs> no, it's eat a dick. <laughs> eat dick. Yeah, well, because it could, right? Well, because Dick could be a private eye, and technically, Benoit's a private eye. I mean, let's you know.
1: And we know now that he eats Dick.
0: Was that? See, okay, that's a good question. Let's go there. Was that? Was that what that was?
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I that or like I mean, like for those who don't know what we're talking about, it very clearly alludes to uh, Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig, is is a homosexual and his, his partner is played by Hugh Grant. See, I, I was I, like, I'm all for it. Good for you. I
0: kind of took it as, um, I mean, and I can be wrong and I'm not, I'm not dying. Like there's some things, you know, I like die on that hill. This is not one of those things for me, but right. I kind of took it as like, based on something he said. And if I can remember the exact dialogue, I will try to, I will try to say it to you or at least something s- uh, akin to what he said. But I got the impression that, he took a lot of blowback or or a lot of negative from the Thromby, from the Knives Out case. Mm-hmm. So he was like, F- I need to fuck off and go to England. And he called up one of his buddies, not in that way, just like, a, like it would be like me calling you going, Rico, I need to come crash in Oakland for a month or a year right. or whatever, you know. And he goes into this with his buddy who's played by Hugh Grant, but it's not actually that relationship. It's just them.
1: Well, it looked like they, it looked like their apartment was in New York, not in England.
0: No, because Hugh Grant has said he will never play anyone but a, a Brit. A Brit, and honestly, to me, I thought it was in England. I did. Well,
1: he was a Brit. He just wasn't in England. Uh,
0: I, I think it was. I. I do. I, that looked like that. That background when they're up on the rooftop talking. When he's talking to what's the what's what's this? It's not Helen. What's this? Helen? Thank you. I just blanked for a minute there. The background behind him to me looked. There's no, there's no New York. You don't see the, you don't see the, you don't see the Empire State Building. You don't see, you don't see the Statue of Liberty. You don't see what would now be one World Trade. You know, since it is set in 2020,
1: you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was set. In, I'm, I'm double checking on my end.
0: I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm not dying on this hill. Like I'm just not. But,
1: um, let's. See.
0: Wow, yeah, I don't, I don't see the plot. Da, 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 da. Which, which one am I on? Am I on the right one? No, I'm not on the right film. That's why I can't find it. How did it's I...
1: in New York? Yeah, yeah. So it says, the exterior of Mr. Benoit Blanc's penthouse is a CGI composition inspired on the terrace of one of the top apartments at seven seven eight Park Avenue in New York.
0: All right. Well, um, all right. I, I, I would if you had asked me, you know, a hundred times, I would have said. Somewhere I absolutely now. would yeah. Absolutely what have said.
1: But the, the whole point is that they're in a relationship and I mean it didn't I was like, huh, good good for that. Like, you know, good good for Ryan Johnson for, for having like our leading man, our our uh Poirot, so to speak, be gay. That that's cool. I like it. Yeah, that. no, I don't have any problem with it. I'm not
0: trying to indicate that I have a problem with it. I just didn't feel like that was clearly like defined.
1: To me, it was a you know. it was alluded. I mean, it was clearly defined for Ryan Johnson and for Daniel Craig when they were like, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense." But like well, for yeah, all of it? us, it's like, "Hmm, I wonder, does he eat cock?" Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay,
0: uh, I I don't know that I would have exactly phrased it that way, but sure, you know, it that's is how weird. I
1: said it at the beginning. I was like, "He eats dick."
0: Yeah, okay, um, so
1: what? Dick is less offensive than cock.
0: I don't. I don't know. It just we. It's all sounding weird to my ears right now. Just leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Um, e- either way, I. I mean, I don't sound like I have a problem with it. If that. If the character is gay, then great. You know, right. fuck. If Daniel Craig is gay, good for him. Like I don't well, care. It, it made
1: it more interesting because Kate Hudson was like all over him and shit in Glass Onion, and you could clearly see him being visibly uncomfortable with her like flirtation advances
0: well because she was a real uh, yes i'm not arguing that but i also would say that was also because she was very over the top with it too like i think she would have made any most men uncomfortable unless you were just like you know what i mean
1: unless you're like i'm gonna fuck kate hudson and we're in a secluded greek island like who gives a shit
0: right which wasn't necessarily likely that's the problem you know what i mean like i felt like she was the kind of person who flirted to get what she wanted not because she was actually gonna Right. Do it. You know what I mean? Like you had a better shot at nailing whiskey than you had a shot at nailing birdie.
1: Which I like. What they did with her character, where she is introduced as the ditzy, slutty eye candy, and then gradually it's like, oh, she has a braid. Well,
0: she, 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 I feel like there's some parallels between some of the characters between the two films. Not all of them. It's not you can't draw lines to every one of them. And obviously, you exclude Benoit Blanc because it's the same goddamn character. But which, by the way, I saw a write up online, and I wish I knew where it was because I'd pull it up and read it to you. Where they said, "Yeah, Knives Out is a completely wholly new movie with all new cast," and I'm like, "Or all new characters," and I'm like, "No." No, no, Apar- not yeah. Apart from the obvious, uh, yeah, but they they actually made it sound. And I didn't read the whole thing, so maybe they get into it. But the way it was written, the first opening line made it sound like even Daniel Craig was like a different character. And I'm like, no,
1: no, no, no. I had heard a rumor that he and Ryan Johnson had discussed the possibility of him having a different accent. I saw that, every yeah, single fucking movie. I, I mean, part of me kind of wants to see that version where it's just like. French or Belgian well, I or mean, Greek he, or he, Italian?
0: He kind of did because I felt like he dropped the southern thing a few times and went back to the to Brit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like he dropped maybe not intentionally but like he you know I mean like we've talked about where we've heard other characters where like their natural accent breaks through the 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 performed Sometimes, accent.
1: Sometimes yeah. Yeah
0: and I feel like that kind of happened with him a little bit in some in some scenes not all the time and not enough to take me out of the film but I noticed it.
1: Well, with the name Benoit Blanc, it's like, well, where the fuck are you from? Like, I don't know too many fucking French people that immigrated to fucking Alabama.
0: Right, right. Where's I go when you need them? Um, But uh, (laughs) in any event, no, like, I think you can draw a line between Whiskey and Meg. Uh, Meg's not as as, um, slutty, if you will, but similar in that she's kind of low-key, little subdued and little subdued, you know
1: meg was
0: a uh Collet- student
1: yeah Tony Collette's daughter so i mean i i guess. I, I mean, I really don't see a huge correlation.
0: No, no, no. I'm not saying I, uh, maybe you're drawing even a dotted line. I'm not saying it's like, you know, apples to apples. I of mean, comparison, but I feel like there's some similarities between some of these mm. characters. Like, that's one of them. Mm. I would I would also feel like that. Um, oh, God, she plays the witch in uh, fucking WandaVision. But she's the politician. Catherine Hahn. Catherine, yeah, but I was trying to think of the character. But yes, Catherine, like I, I think you can draw a line to her from her to maybe Jamie Lee Curtis or maybe from her to Tony Collette.
1: Tony Collette, (laughs) Tony Collette's character in Knives Out is more of a hippie airhead. If anything, like when I was, she's closer to Birdie. Probably she's probably closer to Birdie because in the entire time I was watching Knives Out, I'm like, I feel like this is like a spoof against Gweth Paltrow. Like this has got goop written all over it
0: what, for for Kate Hudson's character.
1: No, no, no. For for um.
0: No, I think what, Kate. H- I think Kate Hudson's character more than more than Tony Colad.
1: Gwyneth Paltrow is not going on Twitter saying stupid shit like that. Like not, she's saying stupid shit, but it's not like it's not racial oh, shit. It's not racial shit. Like yeah. if Gwyneth Paltrow comes forward like with there's photos of her in blackface. She will say, I absolutely didn't I, I, I fucked up. I just I you know, she tries to say, Oh, it's a tribute to Beyonce, it's like any idiot knows you don't do that.
0: Right, but she also didn't know she was in a movie with John Favreau, you know, like
1: That she didn't know she was in a movie with John Favreau or she didn't know she was in a... because there's a whole thing of how she didn't know she was with a bunch of the women. A couple of Endgame.
0: the men, a couple of the men too, for sure.
1: With Paltrow, man, like, I, I'm so done with her fucking... Oh, I know. Her, her bullshit.
0: No, oh, I got you. I agree. I agree. Um, the so worst yeah. thing
1: she went through during quarantine and COVID was she had to eat bread. Go fuck what, yourself.
0: Yeah, right. What did you think, by the way, about the movie actually acknowledging the pandemic? Because it's, it's one of the first, uh, as, as I read... It's one of the first American released movies to really address the pandemic and make it like a part of the the story.
1: I felt like it was good to keep it relevant and to acknowledge it because the pandemic's not going away. Or at least COVID, oh, is, not, COVID is not going away. No. COVID's going to be a whole thing where it's like, oh, well, you probably, have, you probably have COVID. But now we're just like, all right, well, we take three days to fucking, you know, by the, by
0: the way, not to get in a whole, and this is this is not meant to be political or anything like that. But you've had COVID before COVID was a pandemic. It's called COVID nineteen because it came out in twenty nineteen. But there are other right. COVIDs. There were previous COVIDs. They just weren't right. called COVID. They're called other shit.
1: It was SARS so, or something or another. Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah. So you've had co- the the COVID's not just this thing that this 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 inner incarnation of COVID and its subsequent like. Variations right. are, but like,
1: well, now it's Delta and Omega and Fox uh, Did Rod you
0: did and... you hear the new? Did you hear the new one? I swear to God, this is real. Kraken, what? the Kraken has been released now. It's now Kraken? Co- Kraken. I swear to God.
1: Liam Neeson must be fucking
0: thrilled. <laughs> right. The him and Bill Nye. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: in any event, Jesus Christ
0: right exactly so just, like
1: th- th- I guarantee there's going to be another vaccine that's going to be called fuck it all <laughs> that probably already is one
0: um, wasn't that <clears throat> that's, a, that's an old Robin Williams joke isn't it
1: yeah I think so
0: about but that was about like depression that was depression medication no that was like
1: I wish I feel like we've all been on a drug called fuck it all where and we just came out of a coma and it was like describing the like the presidency of George W. Bush and then like Obama and then like it was before Trump but oh, it was, it was well, of, like, Yeah,
0: it was W error or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um, but the cast for for both these films, like like Knives Out, has Tony Collette, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Don Johnson. Which that was probably the weirdest choice. I was like, Yeah, I, Don I would Johnson? agree.
0: I I have to agree. Yeah, but he works.
1: It works. No, he he
0: works. Film. But yeah. I I Michael my, Michael Shannon. Right, it's Michael. Hmm. I I wanted to punch him. Well, yeah, but, he's, a, he's a despicable character. But to be fair, I, I don't know anything about Michael Shannon and the humanity. I literally have not heard anything. I've not read anything. I know nothing about him. But mm-hmm. every character I've seen him play, I want to punch him in the
1: face. Right. He, like he's not. Every a, character. Someone described it as that he is sort of our, the new generation's Gary, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Christopher Walken. Okay. Like, he kind of was just like. He's,
0: but I can't he, say that about every character I've seen character Christopher walk and play. But most of them. I didn't want to punch the guy in, in Pulp Fiction. I cared less about that dude. Uh, I didn't p- want. Fair enough. I didn't want to punch the guy in Joe Dirt. I guess. I mean, all right, I get your point, but
1: it was more of a. a
0: the guy and, in True Romance seems to be kicked in the balls, that's for sure. But I mean yeah. like yeah,
1: like <laughs> I, I think it was more of like resemblance and acting style because they do, I, yeah, I they do tend yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. play like yeah. the darker he does, villains.
0: Although he doesn't do that yeah. walk in cadence that
1: He doesn't do the cadence, but he does his own cadence. He does his own kind of like that's true mumbly, loud kind of stiff way of speaking. Like, yeah. him as Zod is very like it's it's is it's like loud Malkovich.
0: Is it strange to say that Zod might have been his most relatable character that I've watched I've seen him play like I mean, even I... relatable? Like uh... I no look, no, like I I un- at least I at least understood Zod's motivations. There are some of these other characters he plays where I'm like I just don't even understand the motivation for like the despicableness. Like I at least
1: understood Zod. I didn't agree with it, but I at least understood it, you know, like I don't know. His his role as Greg Brule in fucking 8 Mile is pretty relatable.
0: Yeah, he wants to get rich and laid. That's okay, yeah. but okay, but but it, okay, but at least Zod had like a a a Zod, Zod's cl-
1: way of fucking <laughs>
0: going through <laughs> but, the character. But but it it it's similar to Thanos. Like we said, we've said we understand where Thanos was coming from. It was wrong. It's shitty. But like Zod just kind of had that same mentality. Greg Brule, no,
1: like. Every- <laughs> every villain has like their own no story. no not all of them no they, they, no no most like, most of them have like their thing of like well okay i see their point but no No,
0: not for me i mean more more times than not it's just
1: like no but yeah darth so. vader i see his point but no uh joker just no uh <laughs> just no but uh, uh mr freeze I see his point.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, um, all right. No, so
1: I, moving on from Michael Shannon. I mean, uh, no, who but else? but but no, but he does a good job. He plays a good. I,
0: I I wondered. I wondered, and I tried to look it up, but I didn't have enough time if he had the walking boot because he had hurt himself doing something else, or if that was just part of the character.
1: That's a good question. Um... I don't know. I don't know. Because the
0: character's not very physical. So, like, you easily could have been like, all right, well, we'll we'll pivot around this thing that you hurt your foot. We'll give you a cane and just make it mm. look like, you you know what I mean? Whatever. And you can still play the role. It's not like he's right. running. It's not like he's running down the street after somebody. You know what I mean? Like, he can, he can hobble around the apartment or the house or wherever he right. is. You know? So, and as someone who hobbles regularly, I can relate to that. So, in any <laughs> event.
1: I think it, it know, added to a, a level of uh, intensity that like be, like him stepping forward and the cane hitting the ground when he's, like, kind of getting close to Anita Armas, his character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that, at, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was intended. Um, the, mini Hit- s-
0: the mini Hitler son was a little unnecessary, but whatever. That yeah. was, yeah,
1: that kind of was, like, it brought up, for, and then it went nowhere. But, like, I guess that's sort of the point, is that you think we're going to go and dive into every character's backstory, and it's just like, no, they just suck. They're yeah, like Some some to- of these people
0: just suck, yeah. Yeah,
1: Tony Collette's just kind of a hippy dippy con woman and fucking uh, her daughter, we think, is going to be like super sympathetic and a stoner, but then she's just as devious as her family.
0: No, I, I disagree with that. I, th- I think I think that that daughter. No, I a hundred percent disagree with you there.
1: She literally was on the phone with her, being like, "Hey, you know, I don't." Right, read- and do
0: you not do you not remember immediately after she sees Marta the next time she hugs her? She goes, "I, I was scared. I'm sorry, and I do- I felt that was genuine a hundred percent. Like I, I don't feel-
1: think that was." That I felt like I felt like that was manipulation. I no, f- no,
0: I, I, I mean, you, I mean, I, you can. This is not like the cocktail thing where you're just wrong. I, I can agree. We can agree that you, you felt that way about it. And I, I, listen, I'm not the only one that agrees. I'm not the only one that feels that way about that. But we'll, we'll, we'll leave fine. that alone. Um, in any event, no. But I, you can interpret it the way you did. I, I think that that character. Here's what I honestly think. I, her name's Meg, so we'll just just to give a name. I think I Shut think, up, Meg. Yeah, right? I I think she was very much bullied by the rest of the thrombies into making that phone call. I genuinely the phone call the initial phone call she, she's like kind of faking or or, or What you gonna do? <laughs> right. Like I feel like based on the way she acts prior to even the will reading, she's mm. the one she they all say they love Marta. They all say this, right? The only mm-hmm. one who actually acts like she like, loves Marta is Me besides right. besides Harlan, the, the guy she's caring for right. is, is Meg. And so I think she got bullied into that phone call and when she's hugging her after the fact, when she comes finally does come back and she's like, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean it, you know. I, I genuinely think there was legitimacy to that.
1: I could see both arguments. No, like, and I
0: I mean like, I can mm-hmm. see it. I mean if she's that I mean if her mom's that good, but I, I think that even she was shocked by the the double dipping on college. And honestly, I don't think she's manipulative, but I think what I think bullied her into that phone call is that she wanted to finish college and break away from these people and go like form her own life. And the fact that she wasn't going to get to finish college because the mom couldn't pay for it and they no longer had the money. I might've been like, I could buy that might've been like motivation to at least make the phone call to try and maybe at least be able to finish gun and be able to be like, fuck off to all these people. And I, I could I,
1: see if Marta's going to be generous with any of the inheritance, she will pay for her college, and I, nobody else's. You beat you beat me to it.
0: I was going to say honestly, I genuinely do feel like post story, post credit, she paid for Meg's final year and let Meg finish her college and do whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, could, I, I ab- could buy that. I
0: absolutely think she did that. I think everyone else is just
1: fucked. I as they deserve to be more or less deserve. I think I think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be fine.
0: Oh, I think she'll be fine. And at first you feel empathetic for, her, especially with the like the potential cheating husband or whatever. And then and then she like the way she spazzes when the will is read, it's like, "Nope, fuck off. Like I'm done." Yeah.
1: Did you catch the Don Johnson's black eye at the end of that film? Yeah, I did. I did. It took me two fucking times to see this movie to see that he had his shiner. Yeah, because she re- finds the fucking letter from her father, and it's only in secret ink that it can only be revealed through fucking flame.
0: Yeah, the the, the national treasure moment of uh-huh. the of them.
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, I did watch the first episode. Thank you for not letting me know that there's like a dead mom character in the first episode.
0: You know what? To me, it's such a it's such a throwaway part of it. I didn't even think about it, honestly. Uh, like. It's-
1: I'm giving you shit. I'm not. Okay. But I, but when I first started, I was like, son of a bitch. Like, God damn it. I can't escape that shit.
0: I, I was more focused on not spoiling the
1: other dead character for you. Well, I've only done the first one. So.
0: No, you should still know that. It happened by the end of the first episode. So you should know this already.
1: Maybe I didn't finish the first episode.
0: Uh, um, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. I, I know who you're talking about. I know. I know. Yeah. So I was more um, worried about spoiling that on you than I even thought that, about that.
1: But that wouldn't have surprised me or like, well, yeah, he doesn't make it by the end of the episode. I'm like, well, yeah, he's old as fuck. Well,
0: no, it, not in that. And honestly, I mean, not to get on a thing, but I honestly don't think he's dead. That's my honest to God opinion. I don't think he's actually dead. But that's never, a different conversation. Never saw a body. Except we'll, we'll talk off air. But
1: anyway, um, back to the other murder mystery. Um, right. Speaking of, of the murder. I think this is probably Christopher Plummer's best performance, and it's it's certainly his last performance, apart from one other thing that was released three months after he died or and something. Tying it back to uh, na- National Treasure, by the way. What is? It?
0: Well, he plays he plays uh, Ben Gates' grandfather in the opening of the first National Treasure.
1: Oh God, I forgot about that.
0: It's like a it's a short scene. It's a cameo at best, but I which mean, which is yeah. funny
1: because he's famously Canadian. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, good, good point. Good, good point. But um, I, I
1: think I think this is Christopher Lummer's, Christopher Plummer's best performance. I,
0: I know who he is, but I feel like I need to look back over his um his uh, library real quick. Just I mean, to... he
1: does a bunch of I mean National Treasure. I mean, he's always like, hey, we really need an old fucking guy. Can you help? He us has out? an
0: upco- He has an upcoming project.
1: Well, they. they I mean, he filmed. A, he was. He never stopped working. He this was is always a, working.
0: This is a voice uh a voice thing actually. So well, that you know makes how sense. those cuz those can be done what years in advance. We both know this. So Oh yeah. Uh um, yeah, it's called uh, Heroes of the Golden
1: Masks. That sounds like a documentary of some sort.
0: Uh here let me click on it real quick. That's not what I was checking out, but I do it. Uh no, Charlie, a wisecracking homeless American orphan is magically transported to the ancient Chinese kingdom of Saxon where a colorful team of superheroes need to help defend the city from a brutal conqueror. Charlie joins the heroes in secretly schemes to steal the priceless golden masks that grant them their powers.
1: So it's like British treasure hunter Avengers.
0: No, it's more like Chinese uh, treasure hunter Avengers.
1: Yeah, well, good, good luck trying to get that. The fucking not be censored in top, China.
0: Top three, Top three voice actors in this. There are Chinese, for the record, there are Chinese. I'm seeing Chinese names here too, but top three Christopher Plummer, Ron Perlman, Pat Oswalt. All right. Yeah, that's kind of where my brain was. That's why I said it. Um, anyway, let me go back to his because I, I just want to do a look at other stuff he's doing, but please, what you were saying.
1: So well, let me tell you about a movie that I saw Christopher Plummer do. And it was like, <clears throat> I can't believe this movie. Like, I, one, I can't believe he did this movie. Two, it's so surprising that I've seen this movie. It's released on VHS and DVD, and I think I own a copy of VHS. It's called The Clown at Midnight. Okay. So I believe it was a Canadian like production, schlocky, directed blah 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 horror film, and he's in it. I mean, like it, it's so weird that like Christopher Plummer, who is kind of a celebrated actor, or at least he was, did this fucking low rent horror film. Where it's literally like it's it's your stereotypical teenage slasher flick. It's a bunch of students at an old opera house, and their job, like because it's like detention, like they have to like clean up this old opera house. And
0: Rico, just to jump in for a minute, because you'll find this interesting. He did the voice of a Klingon in a Star Trek video game. Hmm. Anyway, God, I just thought you'd find that interesting.
1: He's got the voice for it. He had a great voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like the fucking, it's like a murder mystery where like this. this oh killer, shit! He actually
0: played a Klingon in one of them. Sorry, God, he actually this, is on screen in one of the movies.
1: This killer is pretending to be Kanyo, the the singing, crying clown from Pagliacci, of course. And it goes around and, like kills like these teenagers right At this old opera house. Margot Kidder. Plays their teacher, which is why I think it was like this has got to be a Canadian production because you got Margot Kidder and you got uh, sure, Christopher sure. Plummer, and then it's like revealed at the end of it, it's Christopher Plummer as like the serial and I'm just like, and he's like him dressed up as like poliachi clown makeup, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Hmm. What is this movie? <laughs> but it's, it's so bizarre.
0: Okay, I, I have not seen much he's been in. I've seen the Star Trek movie he's been in. I've seen the miniseries Jesus of Nazareth that he's in.
1: Wasn't he in fucking uh, um, The Hills Are Alive with The Sound, the sound of Music? He's oh, in The Sound of Music. S-
0: what year is The Sound of Music? Do you remember off the top of your head? S- early 60s. I stopped in seventy seven. That's why I didn't see it in the list. I'm pretty while.
1: sure he's like the the Von Trapp.
0: Dad. Oh, I, I think you might be right. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to find it. Um, yes, he is Captain George Von Trapp, nineteen sixty five. Yeah. So I've seen that. Yeah. I, I. But the point is, I've not seen a ton of, despite knowing who he is and being able to recognize him. I have not seen a lot of, of his work.
1: Well, I think he had a bit of a bigger career. More recently than he did, I mean, he. Is, I think he was always acting considerably and consistently.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's like, got. Yeah, he's constantly. According to the, looking at this thing, he's in up.
1: He's a voice in up. He's the bad guy. I just. Yeah, that's the, He's the other adventure that they find.
0: Okay. I. It's been so long since I've seen up. I don't remember. He was in he's the girl the, with the girl with the dragon tattoo. You know what?
1: And if it if if his last movie was Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the remake, that mm. would have been a great fucking. The good Swan Tong. Oh my god, dude. And and you know what? They're similar. Like, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to fucking just like we have got to do the Dragon Tattoo movie. No, I know.
0: All- and I, I did I did the I've seen the the American remake. I have okay. seen I have seen that. It's been years now, but I have seen it. Yeah.
1: If I mean not to go into the whole thing, but it's very similar. He is the head patriarch of a family. And a lot of them are devious people, and he's, like, the fucking linchpin.
0: And Daniel Craig's in it.
1: And Daniel Craig's in it! You beat me by a second! It's just like, Sorry. what the fuck? Um, What did you think of Anna de Armas as Martha? Oh, I liked her. I liked her a lot, actually. She's really growing, like, as a fucking is she? Actress. I have
0: not seen much that she's in, I don't think. I'm going to okay, look so her up she now. she was but...
1: in No Time to Die. Who was she in No Time to Die? She's that other agent... Like, the one that's kind of, like, bumbling with Daniel Craig.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I'm actually looking at a picture from her from that movie right now. Like, and oh, yeah. I honestly
1: think that he recommended her for No Time to Die because of working with her on Knives Out.
0: I liked her better in Knives Out. I gotta be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. Um... I, I do, too. And apparently she was in Blade Runner 2049.
1: She played the holographic girlfriend.
0: I did like her. I, I, I remember that being one of the highlights for me of the movie. So, yeah. So,
1: recently, the thing that she's also now known for is playing Marilyn Monroe in that fucking Netflix movie Blonde. Okay. Which I saw.
0: How was it? <sighs> Just like, yay, nay. I don't need a whole, like, breakdown on it necessarily. It's,
1: it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of both. The, the the thing that, like, attracted people to it is, like, apart from, oh, it's her, it's a Cuban woman playing Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. is that it's an NC-17 Netflix movie. Interesting. It's not as, I thought it was going to be way more sexually explicit in NC-17. Sure. It, by standards, is pretty tame, by my opinion. The, I think the thing that really makes everybody uncomfortable is that there are scenes where she has had an abortion mm. and, I, and and this I should have started off with a trigger warning and a also a miscarriage and at one point her she like has a a conversation with her fetus like inside her body it's not like she's holding the baby that's interesting that's it like here's what i have to say her performance is like Ninety percent amazing, and then ten percent what the fuck? <laughs> because like periodically, her Cuban accent will slip in and out.
0: She yeah, and she didn't have to hide that as much in this in in right. Knives out and and but it, but it worked. Like I I it
1: worked because we don't know where the fuck she's from, and that's the whole point.
0: Right? Because every time it's said where they're from, it's a different country. It's a different South American Uruguay, country: Paraguay, Cuba, Colombia, Puerto right. Rican. Right. Um. I got to say that. Uh, bear with me when I say this, because I'll explain what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. This is the third thing I've seen Chris Evans in. And when I say third thing, because I count anything that he did as Cap as kind of like one thing. I agree. And then uh, when he played um, Johnny Storm, or yeah, Johnny Storm in uh,
1: the the first two
0: Fantastic Four movies.
1: I think you're wrong. I think you've seen way more Chris Evans than you think. Why is that? Aren't you a fan of Scott Pilgrim? Was he in that? He's. Do, do you not remember his fucking crazy eyebrows in that movie?
0: No, I'd ha- I'd have to go back and watch it. It's been a he's, long time since I've he's seen. He's like Scott boyfriend Nogim.
1: number four. Same here, but he's like boyfriend number four, and he's like the vegan one with like the fucking crazy eyebrows.
0: Okay, I remember that that per, I remember that character, but I don't remember. Like, I can't visualize it to say yes, that's Chris Evans.
1: But I'm pretty sure he was also like a voice in like the Ninja Turtles flick, the animated one. Oh well, TMNT. voice
0: fine. I'm talking about yeah, on screen.
1: Before. Um. You never saw Cellular? No, I don't think so. Do you ever see the movie Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell?
0: Yes, one time, a long time, like, not long after it came
1: out, but yeah. So this is the funny thing. So the the screenwriter of that movie, where it's a guy stuck in a phone booth on the phone with, like, someone who's trying to kill him and making him be a a lunatic in a phone booth, made made the complete opposite movie called Cellular, where it's Chris Evans. He gets a... Wrong number call on his cell. It's, um, it's a woman who's being held hostage, and she just dials a random number. Mm. Um, and so he stays on the phone with her as he's running around the streets of L.A. trying to like salt, so- like trying to find her, and like and interesting. It's it's actually pretty decent.
0: I um, it was interesting to see him play a bit of a jerk though, because like even as Johnny Storm, he's more just cocky, right? He's, a he's not. He's a hot but he's not—he's not a jerk. Like he's still good-hearted at the at the core, right? Like he's still good-hearted. This dude, ransom, is just a
1: douche. He—he's told he—I, Chris Evans, nailed the preppy rich douchebag.
0: Oh, absolutely! My my favorite scene and my one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. I swear to God, is is it's right before the will reading. And they're all gathered, and he's just going around. Eat it, eat it. You definitely eat it, eat it. You can eat some shit too, like you know, like.
1: And I think I see. I had told you off off uh, air. I'm like, oh yeah, Knives Out is definitely Radar. Yeah, Glass Onion's PG-13.
0: I'm pretty sure you said it on last week, last episode's recording. Actually, I
1: absolutely was wrong, and I attributed it to that. Oh, scene you corrected
0: because- yourself in the same same moment. You've looked right. it up, yeah.
1: But I. I attributed to that scene because I could have sworn he was saying "fuck you, eat shit, go fuck yourself and die." Like I, I had added "fuck other, you, fuck
0: you, fuck you." You are cool. You are cool, <laughs> but fuck you, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. But but he plays it well. And actually, him saying "eat shit," I think actually plays better than if he had done what you were saying. Like it just and that, plays. That
1: was his idea.
0: Was it? Was it? His, okay. Yeah,
1: because originally knives out was radar, and originally they were like, "All right, we're gonna keep the fuck you." In this whole fucking diatribe. We're going to have three... Well, we're going to have two or three fucks, and we might and However you're allowed 30. to get before you right. get the flip-up, yeah. And he said, fuck that, just call it Eat Shit. And Ryan Johnson's like, oh, yeah,
0: I like that. Let's do that. And the way he presents it, like, he really... I mean, like, I hate to say it, but that might be the best acting I've seen him do. Like... that—that
1: That is clearly, you know, he never has his Boston... Like accent, oh, or into, like right swagger. there, yeah, right it there. It's just like, eat shit, eat shit. <laughs> you definitely eat shit. It, he doesn't have the accent, but like, I mean, I've seen footage of him like, in Boston when and he, his accent. Oh, I, I've, really I've heard comes him, out.
0: I've, I've heard him like talking on like, I don't know, I think it was like TikTok or some shit where he's just yeah. talking, like, he's not acting. And absolutely, I, yeah. I, I'm i telling you right now, dude, I want, I want fucking Good Hill, one Good Hill, Good, good Hill, Goodwill Hunting three. And yes, I know we haven't had two, but just go with me. Okay, where you've got Affleck, Damon, him, the dude that they they come across in the first, how you like them apples? I don't remember yeah. the guy's name. I'm not trying to. Be, I want all those fuckers in a room together, like oh, just fucking Mark Wahlberg.
1: Yeah, uh, add Seth him to Seth yeah. yeah,
0: well, I don't know. Yeah, just Seth Meyers is famously from Massachusetts. Just add, a bit, yeah. I'm just trying Dennis to get like. No, I'm just thinking of like previous roles we've seen where we can kind of blend these characters together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and and when I say Affleck, I don't want Affleck. Here's the crazy part: I don't want Affleck from Goodwill Hunting. Affleck, I want Uncle Charlie Affleck. Like, that's what I want. Like,
1: you want you want Affleck from you want Affleck's character from Long Island, not from Massachusetts.
0: But that's true, but yeah, I still yeah yes, but he still kind of does it with that Boston attitude. Like okay, it so is you, it is yeah. So you
1: have Affleck from the town. I didn't see the town, so I'll take your word oh, on that. God. But yeah, you really, you really need to see the town. Seth Meyers did a whole fucking skit, and it was just called like Boston movie, and it's, <laughs> dude, it is fucking hysterical. And you'll find it especially hysterical because you know that I love that shit, and Dallas from Massachusetts. It's like it was a fake trailer, and it was like, uh, starring. Probably Ben Affleck, probably Matt Damon, probably Dennis Leary, probably this guy, probably that fucking guy.
0: Can I just, just because you made me think of something, I don't want to forget it. Um, it's gonna sound not related at all, but it, I promise you, it ties in. So just bear with me a second, right? Um, so Metallica did a a charity concert. I want to say six weeks ago for their their charitable organization called All Within My Hands. Mm-hmm. And they they broadcasted on Paramount, and there were links to like buy different things, and 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 i raise money for all this 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 charity thing they're doing, right? But because it was a TV thing, they got someone to come out and like host the host the concert, like almost MC the concert, right? Mm-hmm. And they got Kimmel, okay, to host it. So after Metallica does their, their their set and at the end, you know, of course Metallica's headlining, and it wasn't a bunch of bands. It was only two bands. It was um Greta Van Fleet and then Metallica and that was it. And then it was a bunch of other stuff talking about just the different charitable things. There were awards given out, and whatever. Um, the point is that that Kimmel's the MC of the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And at the end, as he's saying, as he's wrapping up, he, he ends with, "And I'm sorry to Matt Damon, we didn't have time for you." And then fucks off and le- and leaves the stage like that running gag that he's been doing on his show now for like ever. So
1: it just—it's it, really going on like almost twenty years
0: at this point. And they don't care. Like, don't well, no, care. they're
1: both in on it.
0: Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by they don't care. Like they're both yeah. right. Exactly. That's why it's gone on this long and nobody's giving a shit, and why he showed. I think he didn't he show up and
1: like kick the crap out of Kimmel once on purpose, like as part of the bit. He showed up a couple fucking times, like Ben Affleck snuck him in on stage. Right, right, yeah. He had him under a giant ass suit. He's like, "What's with this?" And he's just like, "Oh well, you know, when you're done playing Batman, you just pack on all that weight." Yeah, it's, it's like Matt Damon under the suit, right? Um, and then he did a whole thing. He finally said, "All right, we're gonna bring Matt Damon on stage," and he like listed his entire filmography, like The Man from Goodwill Hunting and Born Identity, The Bourne Supremacy, The Bourne Ultimatum, Jason Bourne uh uh fucking uh the rain uh fucking the rainmaker and blah 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 he listed his whole fucking thing and then he said the man who needs no introduction matt damon matt damon comes on stage sits down. he's like actually i'm sorry matt that's all the time we have and then he like ends the show and shows them screaming at you it shows matt damon yelling i'm like are you out of your fucking mind like this is such fucking bullshit Uh, that's great.
0: I I love. Yeah, it it. it, it, it just, we were talking about all these these Boston people What made me think of that moment?
1: where you yeah. know, I could see Matt Damon. I could see Matt Damon and not Ben Affleck being in a, in a Knives Out movie. Yeah, I think I agree. I think of the two, that's
0: that's the yeah. I mean, I I think I think he could. I think Affleck could.
1: Um, his, I, just his... I just don't want him to. Let me put it that well,
0: way. Well, that's fair, but I mean, like, it doesn't have to be in Boston either. Though, if you think about it, I mean, the other one was in. Greece. I didn't say anything about Boston. I. I just said I. Just well, then want... why? Why then? Why don't you want him?
1: Well, I. I just feel like, I feel like Matt Damon needs to do it, and Ben Affleck doesn't. Does that make sense? I feel like, I feel like Damon needs that surge. In, like, he needs a good movie, and I think Affleck's doing fine by himself right
0: now. I mean, if you're going from that perspective, sure. I don't think Damon gives a fuck anymore either, though, at this point. He's made more money than God, and he's still... I mean, he's literally just like, oh, I need to buy groceries. Which of my my born checks do I want to cash today? Like, I mean, like, you know, (laughs) like, he's fine. But, you know, at the same time, I, I... The Uncle Charlie thing from the Tender Bar really, like reinvigorated my my enjoyment of Affleck and I kind of want to see him do more shit now like I don't know what exactly like I don't have a thing in mind but like I want to see
1: more Affleck I mean I feel like at this point we we need to like do a maybe not like a Boston film because we kind of already did a whole bunch of Boston movies like yeah that's Patty's thing Mm -hmm. but we could specifically do the directed by Ben Affleck movies We'll have to explore that. Yeah, we'll either we're either gonna do a deep dive of Ben Affleck at some point, or we'll do the directed by Ben Affleck.
0: We can make it a two part or do his his acting stuff and then his directing stuff, and that would be a way to.
1: It'd be a lot of movies. It'd
0: be a. We'd lot have to do of... all of them. We'd have to narrow down the starring ones The directing right. ones. You said it's four, so we have the four for the directing, and we narrow it down to like four that we want to do, even and then acknowledge right. the remainder. You know. Yeah. So. Um. All right, back
1: to Glass Onion.
0: Not knives out, though, I, I I don't know what I, I mean. Let, let me, let's try to wrap it up with it. I do want to ask you about something else before we go, but I do want to do this first. Benoit Blank is obviously a, an original character, which is great. I, I'm yeah. all for original IP. You know that. I'm very much, especially lately, I've been very much like, how about some original IP, people? Fuck, please. You know what I mean? Right. But that said, he is also in that trope of your pro's your your homes is you know all that stuff. So where do you think he fits? Where do you, who does he lean towards? Or if you were gonna rank it, where do you put Ben Blind? No, we've only seen two compared to like Piero per, and 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 Holmes in that. And and I would even put. I know you're gonna. It sounds like I'm making a joke, and I'm really not. I would even include like Wayne in that. I would include Bruce Wayne slash Batman in that because he is. The world's Techn- greatest detective. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it's a superhero, con- the suit and all, but he is also a detective. So that's.
1: I, I I give you that. Um, where he ranks, or wh- or who does he lean towards? Uh, both. I'm kind of curious of both, honestly. Poirot, I guess, is where he would closely lean towards because I think I think Sherlock, Sherlock, and, and and I mean every iteration of Sherlock. The think of the most popular. You got your Cumberbatch, you got your Downey, whatever. I I genuinely think that Sherlock is aware that he's not a nice person. And he mm-hmm. actually does not give a fuck if he's rude or if he is I would agree.
0: I would agree. I would agree. Yeah.
1: And you can you can attribute it to his his drug addiction, his
0: possible uh Asperger being on the, autism. Yeah, being on the yeah, second or whatever, yeah.
1: Whereas Poirot in every iteration I've seen, more specifically the Ken Branagh ones, he's a genuinely—he—he he tries to be a genuinely nice person. He tries to be a gentleman. I and I can concur
0: for that on the one I've only ever also seen the one with um, it's Murder only on Express again, but it's the one with Sean Connery. Mm. The the old, not the Ken Branagh, like the old, the old, old one, the seventies yeah. one with yeah, like I, Julie I, Christie and shit. Yeah, right, and 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 the character is still that way so yeah i would i would agree
1: eccentric is all hell there's a whole thing about how like he has to have like his food visually look aligned right and otherwise he can't eat it so he definitely has his own eccentricities it's the howard hughes thing in that regard yeah right it's it's a it's a mix of ocd and i think that that's what makes his character interesting is that he has such severe ocd that he has
0: to finish the case it's also Other, why he observes things so well. He observes right. them be- very differently than Holmes does, but he still observes things very. Uh, he, he observes as much, but in a very different kind of
1: way. They touch on that in you haven't seen it, but in Death of the Nile. Yeah, I do need to see that. He purposely, at one point, like steps in like animal shit because mm-hmm. one already was in shit, and he had to even it out. Like he it, like that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like it's very yeah. very bizarre. So I don't think. Uh, Benoit Blanc, which, by the way, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of his name. That's yeah, a weird name, yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to that leaps and bounds of being like, well, I stepped in dog shit in my left foot, I gotta step in the right.
0: Well, and you also notice, by the way, just going back to the name very quickly, like, in, in the first movie, they referred to him primarily as Mr. Blanc. And, and then a lot of times they fucked Blanc, up. Blanc, yeah. And a lot of times they fucked up. Like, one guy called him Blanc, Mm. You know, and like, so there' some variations on that in, I felt like in, in, and I, maybe I need to watch it again, but I felt like in Glass Onion, they kept calling him Benny. I didn't hear Benny. I heard Ben Wah a lot. I heard Benny a couple of times and I think it specifically came from, um, uh, oh, may,
1: uh, oh, fucking, uh, Kate Hudson
0: and, and Nile and Miles, though, uh, Norton's character. Once they I, got friendly, not in the very beginning, but once they got friendly
1: or flirtatious in Kate Hudson's point, I I, well, yeah, I, yeah. I think you might be right.
0: You know, it, it wasn't like everything, you know, yeah. and I, I think I think um, I'm pretty sure Helen kept calling him either Benoit or Blanc, but I don't mm-hmm. think she ever went to the Benny. But yeah, so I'd be curious to see what the next iteration lays out for that, like as he becomes, because I think he, he was already it's implied that he's famous at the beginning of Knives Out, right? Mm mm-hmm. But I feel like he became, like I said, almost on borderline infamous after Knives, after Trombley's death, and now moving on, like, mm-hmm. does he become even more famous, you know? Well, weirdly
1: enough, I mean, they they, were, they made a whole big deal, like, oh my god, you did that whole thing with the ballerina, and blah blah blah, like, listing off cases that we have never seen. Right. They, di- they didn't mention the fucking, the one from Knives Out, which is, and I think that's purposeful to, like... No, they're they're standalones. So they're not going to reference each other. So there's not going to be like. Oh, one, of, I
0: think one of games. them like alludes to it without actually. Because you're right, the one they specifically cite, like the ballerina, right? Right. But then there's another one. I I, I I'd have again. I'd have to watch it again, Rico. Cause I well, only watched I just, it the one time. Well, but, like, I, I well, did too last night. I watched it an hour before we sat okay. down, but like. I remember him saying something like, you did that thing with that family. Like, that was the extent of what was said. It didn't say anything about solving his murder. Just, you did that thing with that family.
1: I don't know if they said family. I thought they said something about the, like, oh, you did the thing with that girl. But either way, either way, they Which specifically... could still be Marta, technically. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, going back to my comparison, I think Benoit, first off, if they're going to do anything with the name, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, we had one stupid character who's, like, trying to be, like, young in hip hop. Be like, oh, you're Benny from LeBlanc. You know, like something oh, geez. stupid like that. Yeah. yeah. Where like even he drops his southern like hospitality gentleman bullshit. Be like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he kind of does
0: that with Miles too. But that's
1: after he's like, he now he knows someone tried to kill Helen. And that right. was honestly the first clue. Before they show the whole flashback scene, is when he sees her, he calls her as he calls her Helen. And I stopped the movie. I'm like, did he fucking call her Helen? What the fuck was that? I was like, is that the actress? I, I literally like looked up the actress's name mm. to see did Daniel Craig fuck up and call her Helen. And then it shows the flashback. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, Ooh.
0: I, I. I, I... To to the question that I asked, just to answer it myself, I I actually am 100 percent in lockstep with you. I think I think he's closer to a par bureau. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm ranking them currently, I probably have him third, but I think he could easily, or maybe even fourth. But I think he could easily like depending on how these films progress. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, the the net and that's un, what's unfair to him, meaning the character from our ranking kind of mm-hmm. thing. Is that we have decades of Batman stuff to like look back on. We have decades, if not, you know, centuries of of uh, Holmes. Sherlock, yeah. Yeah, and then we have decades of Pierrot to look back on and go, okay, and and, and I think I told you this off air, but Agatha Christie is holds the record for the most pieces of written literature ever. Right. And most of them are not all, but most of them are Pierrot stories. So right. you literally have dozens if not hundreds of things to kind of reference to see you know see what he's like we've got two benoit blake thing right. literally two Give time no give so, it time, I, no, mean, give I, it think, time. I, I think it's heading in the right direction
1: though. i agree i i think uh, having it be in a greek island was was out of left field for me but it totally works.
0: Well, and I think that's part, I, I would, and tell me if you agree, I think that's partially, I know they referenced the pandemic in the movie, and yes, that's part of it for the the story, but I also think it's a, uh, the fact that there actually was the pandemic when they were shooting the fucking thing as well. Uh-huh. And they they, had,
1: show, they shot it in Greece on a Greek island. Right, because they had to to get
0: isolated right. to be able to shoot the damn thing,
1: yeah. Okay, how, when you were watching it, how often were you thinking like, oh, Ethan Hawke is the killer? Like Ethan Hawke, who shows up. I didn't even see him. I you didn't swear recognize to God. Ethan Hawke. I swear
0: to God, the I, the the guy I kept the guy I kept thinking was the killer was the 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 dude that
1: shows up. Uh, I'm just here. Well, that actor is the actor who played oh, yeah. the fucking trooper in the first one. So I, I think saw. We're, we're just going to expect him in all the knives. Well, because
0: he, well he's the Greg. He he's the Greg grunberg of Uh ryan johnson's world that's who he is no really legit like that's kind of the comparison that i saw is that he's basically that which is nothing wrong with it i mean that's fine that's but greg grunberg's literally anything that jj abrams is involved in like yeah even if it's 30 seconds you still get some greg grunberg so it's you know
1: so um you got you you got your jj you got your gg you know that's just what. what's
0: that guy's name offhand do you happen to know it offhand
1: the actor who played the fucking... The yeah, star? Yeah, 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 No, I don't remember his name. Okay. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Because
0: I'm curious because I want to ask... I want to check something that I'm going to talk to you about in a minute. Um,
1: so you, you remember not the... recognize Ethan Hawke?
0: No, I actually saw it when I looked up the trivia for something else. Yeah, he... That so he was he, in it.
1: He just happened to pop... He like hap, he had like a break in filming, I think, um, Moon Knight. And he just wandered over to the set to fucking be like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, let's pop you in." It was. Did so they and, shot
0: Moon Knight in Greece as well? I don't know. I guess so. I guess
1: some parts of it. Yeah. I I, don't, I mean, it could it could also not be a Moon Knight. It was something, but like he looks similar to his character in Moon Knight, sort of long haired, uh, esque. It might be why I didn't catch it. It, it. I mean, but he has such a kind of intense scene where he like is just matter of fact, like. You don't need your mask. You don't need your mask. You're good. You're good. Oh, like, that's who that was.
0: Yes. No, I told I, I. I didn't know. I honestly had no idea.
1: Yeah, he shows up for one thing and sprays the COVID cure in everyone's fucking mouth and then you never see him again. And the entire movie, I'm like, Ethan Hawke is the killer. Ethan Hawke's coming back. He's, he's got to be. Because you, you, why would you put Ethan Hawke in one fucking scene? It's just like, oh, because the fuck with you. You, you, know, yeah,
0: you know what's sad about our world today? What's that? I saw that scene forget the fact that Ethan Hawks was doing it. I saw that scene and went, there'd be motherfuckers going, see, we're killing people. Like that, they're, they're, they're doing this thing. Like, I, seriously. Fucking Drax had an allergic reaction from the COVID cure. I swear to God, dude, that's was the, when he dropped dead. I was like, if this was real, they'd be blaming it on that, that thing they shot
1: in his throat. I thought that too. And I was like, oh shit. Because everyone's just like, oh yeah, I'll just take this shot in the mouth. Like, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just the way you said that. I mean, I mean, I no, it mean, is, it is what it is. But the way you said it, it was just funny. It was. I mean, I I could go even further and be super offensive. Yeah, I don't. Wouldn't. Let's not. I yeah, wouldn't. yeah.
0: Um, but no, you're right. I mean, like the, the you know, the, I wouldn't. I know. I did not place that as Ethan Hawke. That's really interesting. Yeah, and it isn't he married to Kate Hudson or no? I don't get my people wrong.
1: I don't think. He, no. 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 He no, was married okay. to Uma Thurman for the long that's time. That's what I'm... Th- I think that's what I was thinking. I don't know why I... Okay. Their, their kid, Maya Hawk, looks like both of them, like, in some angles, like, holy shit, that's Uma Thurman's kid. And then, holy <laughs> fuck, that's Ethan Hawke's kid. How the <laughs> fuck did you get two people who look nothing alike to have a kid who looks like both? Like, I, I looked like Nancy. I did not look like Ron.
0: No. No, Until no. so I
1: opened my mouth. Yes. Yes.
0: You you got all the internal Ron and the external yes. Nancy. <laughs> when I stand up, I look like Ron. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um Did you get the answer? Right. Oh yeah, his name's Noah something and he's not in he's not in what I was going to ask you about. So what I wanted and I, I want to wrap this up. There's a but there's a thing. Ryan Johnson's got a a, a 10-part mini series coming out on Peacock that mm-hmm. that after having watched both of these movies, I'm really kind of in like I was I had seen some commercials for it and was kind of intrigued, and now I'm like, I kind of want to watch this. It's called Poker Face. And it's about a woman named Charlie who has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying. She hits the road with her Plymouth Barracuda, and every, and every stop she encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes that she can't help but solve. And it's written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Okay. And, and the woman playing Charlie... Just, I'm not going to go through the entire, I'm looking at this, this cast list. I'm actually kind of impressed. But the, the, the woman playing Charlie is the best friend to Tara Reid in American Pie. Natasha Leon. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, okay, yeah. So that's, she's well, playing. Well, that makes
1: sense. Because, I mean, it makes sense that why she would be in Glass Onion. Well, she's not in Glass Onion. She's going to be yeah, in this poker face. Fi- Where? So, you, so I'm glad this kind of went this direction because this is four random ass fucking cameos that were like, yeah, for real, dude. Yeah. So, when Benoit is in the fucking bath on his Zoom call, yes, Natasha is oh, in the top right. Yeah,
0: no, no, you're right. I do remember now that you, now that you bring it up, I do remember they're the ones they were playing. Um, all of us is the name of the game they were playing. Do yeah. you
1: remember, do you remember who the other three are on the I call? Think, with I him?
0: think one of them is Kareem Abdul Jabbar, yes. Uh, which I love that he does stuff like he was in an episode of Big Bang Theory playing Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons too, which is fantastic. Um, I I don't remember the other two. No, I don't.
1: Angela Lansbury in her final film role. Oh, wow. And above her. Sondheim. I saw that. Yeah. It was both of their last roles together and it was them together. And he famously directed her on stage productions and shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for Sweeney Todd and whatnot. So like weird. I mean, like, I would say that one, like Knives Out has a better cast, but I would say that Glass Onion has the most eclectic cast I've ever seen. Oh, is for You had Yo-Yo right. Ma randomly. Yeah, I saw that.
0: I saw Yo-Yo Ma. I, ironically, these other ones I missed. I, I did see Yo-Yo Ma.
1: Because Yo-Yo Ma is really front and center for a second where even Steph was like, is that Yo-Yo Ma? I'm like, how the fuck do you know who Yo-Yo Ma is? Yeah. What I, what I was- I the, fucked it up. years ago. call. Yo Mama went the, forever. The,
0: <laughs> the, one, the one character I didn't like was uh, Birdie's assistant. I you thought didn't...
1: she was I thought she was kind of useless, she was kind of useless, but I liked her character because she's kind of like I'm the fucking assistant dealing with all you rich bullshit
0: well oh, no I like no, I liked her from that perspective but I just thought it was kind of to the overall arcing story she was kind of useless is what I'm
1: yeah she, she but like she delivers one of the best lines where she's like, please tell me you didn't you you didn't know that a sweatshop
0: oh oh is yeah, not
1: for making sweatpants that to me I was like that's. Fucking genius!
0: Oh no, it was. It was great. By the way, you you know, Kate Hudson actually has a line of of uh, athletic wear. I do now. Yeah, she does. She has a, it's called Fab- Fabletics. It's actually fairly, and it's it's not made in the sweatshop. Like there's no controversy. It's it's supposedly very very well. It's also very expensive. I think one pair of pants is like ninety dollars. But like it's, but but they're supposed to be like it, it. They're like yoga pants with like four different pockets in it. And you're supposed to be. It's, it's crazy.
1: But they're yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I felt like you know, um, Dave Bautista. I thought actually did a really good job. Yeah, he was alright. Movie, he was he fine. Was, yeah, he was fine. Um, I, I mean, ultimately, the the one who really wins this movie is uh, the what's her fucking name? The woman who played Helen, Janelle Monae. Janelle Monae was awesome. Like was her awesome. destroying all the fucking glass shit. Okay, can we talk? I know you want to wrap it up, but like we have to talk about the Mona Lisa. Oh yeah. Like on one hand, yeah, you get him, girl. Like you fuck him up, but also you destroyed the Mona Lisa. (laughs) To prove a point. Like you could have just like Oh no, it's not it's
0: not just to prove a point. That motherfucker's you know that dude's in jail.
1: Like But here's the thing is that he didn't burn the Mona Lisa. She did. But, but much,
0: but much, there's, there's the mirror image thing of this, right? That maybe you're not getting, maybe you are. She can't prove that her sister is actually the one that started this company and she should have all the praise and monies and all that type of thing. And he can't prove that he didn't destroy the fucking Mona Lisa.
1: Right. Because he, so I agree. I absolutely agree with you. There's a thing that Steph because we watched it last night and we watched it like when it came out. So we've seen it twice and both times Steph watched it with me. And she still was like why is the the fucking the the barrier going up and down with every tone. He,
0: I was wondering about that myself
1: actually. So he has a fail-safe override button that's hidden. Right but it still goes up and down, up and down with the slightest little thing, whether it's flame coming out from a lighter or a ding on a fucking notification. Right, right, right. And it I I know it was to add tension to the movie. Sure. But even I was like if there's if it's going up to block the Mona Lisa, why does it go down? Like Shouldn't well, I mean, it'd the, the, be the one to bring it down if it feels well, threatened. Like,
0: no, because it could probably my my guess is there's some kind of sensing that it, it determines that there's no danger. Like, okay, it determines there's a it thinks there's a danger, it triggers the, the glass to slide up, right? Or the plastic, right. whatever it is. Then it determines there's no danger by whatever sensor sweeps that it does things that well beyond our technological understanding and that drops it down. I've been in certain tones, i.e., the phone digging, mm-hmm. you know, or or the glass breaking or the gunshot there were a couple different d- types of sound that made it go back up, you mm. know, like the thing that I found really interesting and I'd have to watch it again to make sure. But when he burns the napkin, I don't think it went up.
1: It didn't. And it should have, it should have. And now, I whether, thought, I thought that, the same thing and I was, whether like, that's a goof
0: fuck? or that was something else. I don't know, but you I, know. I, think that, I think that was a goof.
1: It has to be a goof.
0: I'll check. Because I'll, I'll w- check the. I, I'll check them real quick while you're talking. But yeah,
1: I looked it up.
0: It was a goof. It said. Oh, it like, said it said. Okay, I didn't know that you looked it up. My fault. My fault.
1: There. Were, I mean, like, and that's a real goof, because I will give credit where credit is due. Ryan Johnson knows how to write. He yeah, is a fucking writer. Whether he should have written a middle chapter for Star Wars, I disagree with. If he want to make his own "What If" fucking whole trilogy of Luke Skywalker being a dipshit. Fine. Let me see the whole trilogy where the story oh, unfolds. Oh, wow!
0: Sorry, what? no. A Kaylee Cuoco auditioned for the role that Kate Hudson got of Birdie. I could see it. Oh, Kaylee Cuoco would have murdered that role in a in a positive way. It would have been amazing. She ab- I mean, like, I I don't have anything against Kate Hudson. You know, I'm a fan, especially because right. of Almost Famous. But I think Kaylee Cuoco in that role would have been infinitely better. Than I got to say that honestly.
1: It was kind of surprising because out of, for me, it felt like Kate Hutz. I'm like, I haven't seen her do jack shit in years. It was yeah. like, here, here, we're going to throw you a bone. We're going to give you a good role. I mean, it could have
0: been, yeah, yeah.
1: So. Whereas, I mean, I don't know. Like, if, like, we, we already came up with a title for a third film. Who do we put in it? That's the title of our episode. Um... Okay, well, who do we put in the third film?
0: It, it, it's too hard to say and I'll tell you why because we don't know what the story is and I feel like a movie like this you need to know the story before you can start casting the characters that's the problem if we had a, if we had a synopsis with no with no and maybe some characters without any actors already tied to it I could probably do it but with a story like this I, I just can't I have no, we don't know what it's going to be about I think that plays a huge role in this because you could not have put for example just to take the two films we have, right? Mm-hmm. You could not, in my opinion, put Katherine Hahn in, say, the Jamie Lee Curtis role at all. She might have been able to do the Tony Collette role, but she absolutely could not have done the, the Jamie Lee Curtis role. I agree with that. You know, and there's no one else in Class Onion that could have done the Jamie Lee Curtis role.
1: No. Dave one. Dave Batista would, would have not
0: have fit in anywhere of Knives Out. Uh, maybe as ransom, but that's a stretch even then.
1: As a no way! He looks too fucking Filipino to be a part of that family.
0: Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying if you were gonna put I'm just thinking from a character to character type of perspective, that's the closest you No, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm telling you that's the close the only other play, the only other thing he could have been just to make him just to just to shoehorn him in it, he could have been the John the Don Johnson role because he married into the family. That'll but, buy. But I mean Except he's super racist. Well and no, but I'm just talking about Dave I'm not talking about that character, but just Dave Batista. Right, you know? So I don't think, you know, and there's no one else, but at the same time, I don't think there's many people outside of the girl who plays Meg and and the woman who plays Marta and the girl who plays Marta Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that really could have transferred over into Glass Onion. Do you know what I mean? Like, And and from the females and then from the male roles, the only guy I really see transferring over, really transferring over, would have been Chris Evans playing, playing the Ed Norton role. That's it. There's not a lot of crossover there. I can,
1: I, I can kind of see Don Johnson playing Edward Norton's role. I, can see I, I being think you needed a younger. I,
0: yes. Edward Norton,
1: that, not that young.
0: I, in actuality, correct. But he looks younger than Don Johnson by a pretty good margin, visually speaking. He sure. looks like a younger guy, and you have these bat, you have these flashback scenes to them at the bar, the Glass Onion bar,
1: and it looks like, kind of weird, in my opinion.
0: A, a little, but not crazy weird. Like a little bit, but not crazy weird. I, okay. I my point is that if you had had that with Don Johnson, it would have looked even weirder than it did with Ed Norton.
1: Okay, I'll give you that.
0: You know, so maybe Michael Shannon, if he shaves off the, like the goatee or whatever, he right. could, you know, but the, and, and, and if anything, he would have probably played that scientist, Scott, the scientist guy played by the black, by the African-American guy,
1: mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I keep thinking of actors. I'm like, fuck, like just to see them do a murder mystery of like, whether they're the killer or not.
0: No, I, yeah.
1: Right now I put Henry Cavill at the top of that list.
0: I no, I absolutely would love to see. it. No, I think okay. he would be great in one of these films, but I can't give you a. I can't. I can't say like he would be good for this type of role in the film. Like, would he be a good guy? Would he be a bad guy? Would he be I'm, a killer? I'm would not. I'm a, not
1: asking for that. I'm just saying, who would you want to see in a in a Knives Out sequel? Like, uh, just give... Just. I, like, I, I, give I agree with.
0: His... I I agree with you with Cavill, but I also would want to see Tom Hiddleston. I think Tom Hiddleston would murder one of these roles pretty mm. easily. Pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. Um. I know she's the hot thing right now and I haven't actually seen her act, but I feel like Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Shoot Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is another good poll. Absolutely. Um I wouldn't mind if we had an all female cast. Like an all female like something at like a woman's score something. The Only Man is is Blanc.
1: There's a movie that is also on like Netflix and it's an Italian Agatha Christie type murder mystery. It was recommended to me after watching Glass Onion, and it's dubbed in English, but you could tell they filmed it in Italy and spoke in Italian. Sure. Um it it's called Seven Women or something like that. But I mean, so it, it's that but, idea.
0: But it, right, and but in that instance, you could then put. I think you could put Scarlett Johansson in that very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could. I think you could go. You already kind of had that gravitas with. um with uh, 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 Jamie Lee in the first one, so you can't bring her back, but you could right. go and get someone like maybe like a Meryl Streep. Sigourney. Sigourney. Sigourney would be a good one for that. Actually, I think yeah. Sigourney over Meryl for sure. For sure, nothing against Meryl, but I think Sigourney fits better. Or randomly
1: I, I... Linda Hamilton, just to like be like, <laughs> <Or Linda laughs> yeah Hamilton, a fucking yeah. role.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see um the girl who played Cruella in that Cruella live oh, action. A- M- Emma Stone. yeah. Or even, or even a girl who played her, and I always get the, Emma Watson. Emma Watson could be in this, instead.
1: Emma Watson or Emma Thompson?
0: Watson, Hermione, whoever played Hermione. Emma Thompson. No, Emma Thompson is the woman from Love Actually,
1: isn't she? Yeah, but she played Cruella's mom.
0: Okay, no, but I'm saying you're asking. I'm telling you, I would want to see Emma Watt. I'm saying either Emma Watson or or, right. I'm saying either her or the girl. Did you say her mommy or Hermione? Hermione is what I said. Her mommy. Okay, that's that's why we got. That's why I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because I was like,
1: Emma Thompson played her mommy. What the fuck?
0: And that's why I was like, "What the fuck (laughs) (laughs) is (laughs) it?" Um. Uh. I mean, I I I I mean, I got got one. Um, Go. I John got two Hamm. more. What? John Hamm. Yeah, I could see John Hamm. I, I I'm with you there. Uh, going back to women because I'm just on this women kick for whatever reason. But like Kate Beckinsale, I'd see Kate Beckinsale on a roll in one of these. Okay. Um, Je- Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, I, 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 she needs, I haven't seen her in a while. It'd be nice to see her done, do some, sh- she yeah. hasn't done shit. She's, been, she's been raising the kids and, and, and Justin's making like gobs of money still. So yeah, I'm she's, the...
1: all she is is Mrs. Sexy back right now. And it's like, yeah. fuck dude, you used to be an actress. Like you used to be cool.
0: And actually uh, one other one, she's lesser known and I don't have her name. So I, my apologies, not that she's ever going to hear this, but, um, but I've seen a lot of her in that show. I was referencing at the top of of our episode Chris Hemsworth's wife is actually an actress from Spain. She's a Spanish actress. Oh, okay. Um, she's not very well know- she's not well known in the same of some of these other people we listed, but I think just the way she carried herself in the show mm-hmm. and she was just being herself. So if she can do that as herself, I can only imagine what she would be doing if she was like acting a role. So, I think I think she would be I think I mean, it would be a lesser character, no offense to her. I think it would be like, you know, but but in the same way that that woman who played Ar- played Marta, we don't really know who she was at that point, right? Mhm. Same, it would be she can't play someone that young because she's a little bit older than that, but right. she could still play like this more obscure character. That you know, sure.
1: All right, I got, I got a matriarch character for like, let's say it's similar to like Knives Out, where it's like you have the older family yeah. member, yeah, the whole fucked up family underneath, yeah, uh, Diane Weest. Give me an,
0: give me a, a point of the mom from the Lost Boys.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I vaguely them, remember the mom from Edward Scissorhands. The fucking
0: oh, I thought that was oh no no no. I'm thinking of, you know I, the I'm with cage. you but no no I'm with you when you said the mom from, from Scissorhands for a minute when you said Scissorhands I was thinking Catherine O'Hara but that's just... that's it that's and scissor... although
1: Catherine O'Hara actually went pretty decent in a murder mystery it... oh yeah she would she would in this in this in world film. yeah.
0: Well but but being in class onion was clue like if right. you're doing another one like that, I think she would fit you, right? It actually. was
1: clue it was it was not clueless, let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> Please leave Alicia Silverstone away from this movie of this franchise though. Oh, God, yeah. I'm not uh... <laughs> Brittany Murphy would have been pretty badass if she were still Brittany around. Brittany
1: Murphy would've killed it. Um I you know who I wouldn't
0: mind. You're gonna laugh at me. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna scoff at me. But honestly, because I think she's proven her chops, I wouldn't mind if Lady Gaga was in one of these. I think she could do it.
1: I I I think she could do it, but I think she's too stratosphere that she she should say no.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, she did a she did a whole season of American Horror Story.
1: That was her starting out. That was her trying to prove to everybody. Yeah, I can ask right,
0: and and she proved it. So yeah, right.
1: I think they need like, oh yeah, that's a good pick. Like, we need to throw actors who have like. I feel like she'd be in, in that Tony between projects,
0: but I do think she'd be in that Tony Collette kind of role, you know, or that a Kate Hudson role. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, where you the would airy,
1: fit very socialite esque. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see that. Yeah. Um, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates could go and and she could chew the scenery.
0: She or or she'd be the mom that. The the hundred and forty year old mom that doesn't say anything, you know, like oh wow. exactly. Kathy Bates is that fucking old No, but the character
1: wise Sure. Yeah. Shows but a she, flashback of her as like fucking, you know, from her character's misery. She's just like, I survived and I wouldn't become I mean, no, a whole I, fucked up family. I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't... I wouldn't hate if they expanded on some of Benoit's p- past somehow, you know, if they somehow did something with that, you know,
1: that's cool. Her playing like his fucking mom in like Southern there Kentucky go. or some yeah. shit. That would actually work really well. I yeah. would watch the fuck even better. She shows up to help him on a case. Well, no, I
0: actually want, I don't think they'll do it, but I would want Hugh Grant to show up and kind of like a Holmes Watson kind of thing going on.
1: Have, no, I, I'm for that, but I want to be terrible at it. I oh, want, you know,
0: you know, uh, no, I'm fine with that.
1: I'm a- I want Hugh Grant to be like, I'm here to help you with your fucking case. And he's just like, oh, it's clearly that guy. It's like, honey, you're a fucking idiot. And I'll explain <laughs> no, I- why. Like, you may be able to make some.
0: You just love that whole sequence where he called uh, uh, Norton. You just love that whole sequence where he just.
1: Because I don't think Edward Norton has had that enough in his life. <laughs> where someone has looked him in his fucking eye and said, you're a moron. Like you're a great actor, but you're a you're a dick. moron.
0: Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think. I. Yeah. Ryan Johnson. There's some casting ideas for you. Go for it. You know. You could have those for free. All we want is for you to come on and talk about it. And he and we and I promise Rico won't give you shit for Star Wars. No, I have
1: questions. It's not shit. It's just questions. But you know.
0: Okay, well, that's fair. But you yeah. know, I just wanted to put it out there so that he'll actually come on, because in case he you know heard. Yeah,
1: he'll <laughs> come on our golden titties.
0: CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the damn it, our very own post-credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Pottaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Pottaskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and pottaskew. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at SamuelLemons all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com samuel-lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget to damn it. All my assets, both liquid and otherwise, I leave in their
1: entirety to Marta Cabrera. My entire ownership of Blood Like Wine Publishing, I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera, the copyright of its catalog. Likewise, I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. The house at Two Dearborn Drive and all belongings therein, I leave to Marta Cabrera. Damn it.